that we came down this this road of thought because I have an answer for this and it has to do with this and I wanted to ask you actually I think I may have two answers but ultimately it's about a more of a field of empathy I have for humans do you know what the last thing big thing is that you have changed your mind about you know What do you, what's off the top of your head? Like, what do you think? <sighs> Crazy, right? Yeah, I don't, re- I, I don't really know, to be honest. I think it was last October. <laughs> about a year. I think it was about a year ago. Yeah. Wow. And now, now we're, we're back. It's spooky season. Feel, it feels good. Right. I, I mean, I think, you know, I'm, it's a new environment, um, but it feels, it yeah, feels good. It's, yeah, I it's was, your first time here. Yeah, I was definitely that. looking forward uh, to coming here and doing this. Let me put this on. Do not disturb real quick. Please. Please. Um, That'd be, it's very, very nice of you. That's literally when I talk to people. Now that I've done this so many times, there's like a few things I know I just have to say. <laughs> like, you know, microphone usage, like the distance, being able to hear yourself in the headphones. Um, usually upon like requesting or just having a conversation with someone about being on the pod, mm-hmm. they're always going to ask. Shit, you might be able to answer this. If, if you said, hey, Come be on the podcast to someone. What do you think is like one of the first of three things they might ask you? I mean, probably just ask, you know, what what they what do we want to what what to talk about? Yep, that's something it. like that. Yep. Um, so that's the very first thing that I do is I tell them immediately, don't worry <laughs> about it. You're fine. You don't have to be an expert at anything. Right. Like, we can just hang out. We're just gonna talk. Um. But the only thing that I actually really ask of anyone is, please just spend a little bit of time away from your phone. <laughs> That's like the only request that I have from people. I uh, spoke to Lena the other day. Uh. Um, and, and it's it's really funny because when you said that, when you mentioned her, I... You were like, who the fuck are you I don't about? know. Yeah, I was like, who is that? Who is that? Like, I, well, I didn't know that she went. One, I didn't know her name. I forgot okay. her name, so I didn't know that she went by well, that she went by Lena, but that her actual name was Tanisha with an R. Yeah, with a silent R. Yes, there. Yes, yeah. Because yeah, I don't refer to her as Lena. Shout out to my auntie. Okay? Um, I don't refer to her as Lena, so I was so confused when you when you when you mentioned her. I was like. Who are you talking about? Like she calls you Keebler Key. What does she call you? Her probably calls Keebler. me. Probably calls me a lot of things. A little Keebler um, elf. I yeah, yeah. When I when I was growing up, um, all of my cousins and very close family remem- uh, members referred to me as Keebler or Key. Mm. People still call me Key to this day. Yes. Um, you know, mostly family. Like, Keon Emmett motherfucking Harris for for, for small faction uh, of people. Yeah, people that haven't seen me since high school. And you typically call me that my thug days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We had those. Yeah, I guess we did. Yeah, we did. I mean, that was that's that's what was cool back then. Everybody, you know, 
you know, we was listening to 50 Cent wanting to, wanting to be hard. Yeah, it's crazy now, like, looking back. <laughs> I'm just, you know, because as you texted me the other day talking about, like, which was fucking hilarious when you were just like, dude, I've known you for 20 years. <laughs> I don't even feel that old. I don't feel that old at all. <laughs> but that's a long time to know somebody. To know someone. And just be thinking about fucking memories from 20 years ago. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, that's when you're, you you know, you're just, you're getting a little older. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, you know, obviously, like, I'm 33. 33 years on this earth is, is, is a blessing, first of all. Um, Let's start there. Yeah. Is a blessing, first of all. Um, But I've known, I've known you. And a lot of my friends, well, I'm sorry, not a lot, but a lot of my closer friends, more than half of my life span thus far. That's just amazing. It's amazing. Funny things come with tenure. Like tenure, <laughs> like it's, it, it's like weird. Like when I found out that uh, this was like a year or so ago when Duty told me that LeBron had been like in the NBA longer than he had not been in the NBA. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. You know, and when he told me that, I was like, yo. (laughs) Like, when that became the case, when he had breathed enough air on this planet where (laughs) he had been playing at the highest level of basketball that a human being can play at longer than he had just been a human, just living. Yeah. That is a wild stat, bro. That all he is basketball. Right. That's like, all he is. That's yeah, like that's <laughs> most of what he knows yeah. is playing at the highest level yeah. in and the even, world. Even before he was in the NBA, he was playing at the highest level of high school. Yeah, like where yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he was the nigga in high school. That's so fucking crazy. That's just so crazy. That's so crazy to think about. So, yeah, when you think about knowing people longer than, like, not having known them. Uh-huh. Because that's us. Like, yeah. we've known each other longer than we didn't know each other. Yep. Yep. Because, I mean, I think I think I met you in, like, sixth or seventh grade, one yeah, of those. Yeah, something. And, I mean, you got, you're, like, 11, 12 at that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, those first, like, 10 years that we didn't know each other, I mean, whatever. But, like, now, it's been so much, it's been so much longer. Really- and and that that thug stage that we went through, it's like <clears throat> there's nothing I want less than the thug life. Yeah, you know, I think about that know, all the time. There's like there's nothing. I think about all the moments where, like, I was at the gym the other day. I was about to get out of my car, and a couple of bros came out, and I'm sitting in my car finishing up looking at something on my phone or something. So they don't realize that I'm in the car. But they open up the driver's side door and just just smack the shit out of my just hit. I mean, they really opened their fucking door hard. No awareness. Swiftly and just just smacked my car. And I just like looked up at them. And I just took a breath and I just continued doing what I was doing on my phone. And they just got in their car and I got out and there was a little mark on my car. And I was like, fuck, I don't re- I don't really care about it. And then I just went on about my day and got a workout in. Yeah, but like yeah. any, you know, moment or a tinge of pride or anger or whatever entitlement that, you know, I ought to have a car without this ding on it that you just put there. Right. Mm-hmm. Any of that sort of shit could have just brought it to a different place. Mm-hmm. For um, sure. 
Like and just me just not caring <clears throat> about that that scratch. It just it opens up a world of peace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where I just don't I don't have to do this. I often refer back to my dad in that parking space <laughs> fiasco <laughs> in Adams Morgan, where, you know, just he someone sees a spot. Parking spaces are funny to me. Like you see a spot. There are other spots you can find parking. It's gonna be it maybe take you another five to ten minutes, but you mm-hmm. can find some parking. You might have to walk a little further. And the fact that someone pulled in right before you and then lowered down their window and laughed at you. Now, see, that's 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 different. It, it well, no, it's it's different in that it's it's funnier. <laughs> well, it's it's but, but, but it's my thing is this: you're with your wife, okay? You got to have the you, discipline. Y- yes, nigga, you are in D.C. Okay, people are you. You're in a predominantly drunken area of DC with a bunch of people out there and you have the type of, because you have to think about the types of people that do certain things. Mm-hmm. Okay. You would never, even if like you stole somebody, the, the, the proper etiquette when you steal someone's parking space, if you are going to steal someone's parking space is you keep your fucking head down. <laughs> when you steal that shit, you keep your fucking head down and you t- take your keys out and act like you're fumbling with stuff around in the car and wait till they're no longer there to get out. I'm laughing that that's the etiquette. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Thousand percent. It's the proper way to handle that well, situation. Well, the proper thing to do is to not steal someone's parking space. Yeah. Right. But if you're going to because you're just in a rush, you have to get somewhere, then you have to look down. You can't roll your window. You can't look at them in their eyes like. Yeah, bitch, I beat you. You can't roll down your window and say some shit. But if you're the type of person that does lock eyes with them, roll your window down with your significant other in there, and both of you point and laugh. You're willing to risk it all. You don't need to. Yeah, one, they're, but that's my thing. I don't know what they're willing to. I don't know what's going on in their mind. I just know that that's so far from where I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm I don't even want to open that box like I don't want to I don't even want to know what those options are. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know what? Y'all are funny. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Like y'all can have this story of just like, hey, remember this dude that we stole his Uh apartment? Y'all can have that story and (laughs) laugh at me later on. That's totally fine. (laughs) That's totally fine. I'm not going to get out. And then. Nigga, what if a tussle break out now? Now my wife is there. Now I'm in a position where. What is my wife to do? Say I get knocked out. Police are being called. <laughs> say say, say uh. I get out of the car and I get knocked out immediately. Uh. Right. <laughs> but these people are also the type that's like, yeah, your motherfucking bitch too. What's up? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm knocked out. Can't do anything. And now they're, they're after my wife. Bro, imagine this. Imagine this. You wake up. You come to. And your wife is laying beside you, knocked out. <laughs> That's going to be a hell of a conversation later. It's going to be a hell of a conversation. <laughs> hell of a conversation. Oh, oh, bro. All right, let's take it a step further. Let's say you were out with your mom and it was your mom that was laid out. Next- <laughs> nah, you just go ahead to come up out of that, out of that sleep you in. You had to come up out of that. <laughs> Waking up next to your mom because you she go, got knocked out shortly after you did. <laughs> 
off of your dumb shit. You gonna See, ha- you gonna have to fight up out of that like like sleep paralysis. <laughs> you gonna, you just gonna ah, just uh, you gonna have to come up out of that. But see, but 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 the whole point I'm saying is that. The whole thug life thing, I'm glad that it was a phase for yeah. us. I'm yeah. glad we were able to be young and listen to 50 Cent. And because when Get Rich or Die Trying came out, and they, you know what I mean? We, I was in it. I mm-hmm. wanted to be a thug. Yeah. I wanted to kill someone. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, hold on. Whoa. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like <laughs> in a playful way. Like, I, like I, <laughs> you know. But anyway, so like, but leaving that behind, because some people held on to that. For sure. Like that's like they just still want to be a thug. And I'm just glad that we were able to leave that behind. I, like- I come across um, accounts on Instagram all the time of people that like we went to high school with, um, you know, like like they're in jail. But, you know, niggas in jail can have Instagram now. Mm-hmm. Um, you that's know what I'm so saying? Funny. Like free so and so. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, man, what the, like what did this nigga do? What did he do? Some free thems I'm with. Like, yeah. probably. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. If they're, like, petty drug offenses, like, yeah. get that nigga out of it. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. We, no. Like, what we I, under, I understand that. Um, but I always sometimes, don't. Sometimes. I always, I don't always know what exactly they did. Yeah, no. Sometimes you know they need to stay. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they do need to stay. <laughs> you have to. You got to like, rethink some things. The, like, you know, here's the thing. I think about the consequences of my actions all the time. I think I, I've probably said that on here before. For sure. Um, so that I don't end up in those type of situations. You know, I don't want anyone to ever have to say free Keon. Oh. That don't even sound right. Oh, man. That's rough. Free Keon. Yeah, that's tough. I don't I, it doesn't. I don't want anyone to ever have to say that. Well, the thing that also comes with tenure is you experience a lot of shit from just people that you went to school with, friends, family, acquaintances, all that, right? So my dad just went to his what was it, fucking like fortieth high school reunion or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, you know something like it must. Yeah, it must have been that. Yeah. Um, shit, my my twenty is not that far away. Right. That's what I'm saying. And <clears throat> I ask him. Is there anything, because he's sending me videos of him dancing, because he dances everywhere he goes. And Good for him. Good th- for him. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. And he's there with, like, his Keon. His name is, <laughs> his name is Rick, right? <laughs> is that the, uh, the one with the fro? Your dad's got a friend that has, like, a mean fro. Like a Frederick Douglass fro. Nah, I don't even know who the hell that would be. I seen him over over your over your parents' house at least Are you once. Serious? Yeah, he's got a friend that's got a mean fro. Oh, I don't know. No, but this dude is bald. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, and he's light, light. Okay. Yeah. Anywho, I'm asking him like, what are you experiencing at this place? Like, wh- like what does it mean to you to be there? Like, what's happening? What strikes you when you go to your 40th high school reunion? He's like, the people that we've lost. Hmm. Like, like, you just realize how many people have died. Well, yeah. I mean, 40 years, a lot can happen in 40 years. I know. I yeah. know. But, that, and, but you have some 40-year-olds that are they're, they're just fine, mm-hmm. you know? And then there was others that died in the 30s. And I mean, clearly for various reasons. Like, some of it was just drug overdoses. Some of it is... You know, you was calling some gang shit, but like we know people, friends of the family that still out there in them streets. Yeah. They got their toes in the streets for yeah. sure. Yeah. Shooting at people. Yeah. 
Um, people out there doing drugs heavily. Uh, I'm pretty certain that's what my like when my mom died of. I'm pretty mm-hmm. certain like they found her with like a ton of shit in her system, mm-hmm. and she was like sitting there for like a few days. Mm. Yeah, that's so crazy to think about. Was just like being just, like being found a few days after your demise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she probably didn't go to an AA meeting or something like that or whatever. Her twelve step. Someone meeting. thought to like, huh? You're like, yeah. Where's so, Denise? What do they call that? Um, um, a welfare check, I think. Something like that. Oh, is where it? they just kind of like they send a policeman to mm-hmm. the house just to like make sure everything's okay. Yeah, yeah. Something and, like that. And she had been seen like three days prior. Walking her dog, mm-hmm. a dog that was newly purchased, by the way, to mm. try to help with her depression. Mm. Um, I think my dad sent her some money mm. to try to do. He was like, I, like, I, that's really, you know what? I don't think I've ever really asked this question, but like, what did they like yeah, keep like, in touch? Yeah, yeah, like, what was it? my father? Because yeah, if you send in money, then you have to have some sort of keep in touch. My father. Wants the best for everyone, and he tries his very best to take care of a lot of people Mm -hmm. in any way that he can. And he's definitely adopted the "you can't take the money with you when you die" Mm. mentality. So Mm -hmm. if he can help, like he will. Okay, he will give. He will give. You know what? I mean, if if I had the money to do stuff like that, I would do. I would. I would. I would. I don't know. I don't. No, I wouldn't like, I don't know if I'd donate to charities, mm. but I'd be one of them type of niggas that like, just like popped up at a homeless shelter and was just like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just doing my thing. You know? yeah, yeah. That type of shit. Well, if you pop up at a homeless shelter, I'm assuming you're just volunteering and they already got the shit. Like you're just passing it out. Maybe. Unless, unless, you, like unless you mean like what we used to do and popping outside the homeless shelter and like giving out the bags of fruit. Crackers, uh, fruit snacks, waters, yeah, bananas. But I guess I'm just saying, like, if I had like that, like, a, a just a, a abundance mm. of cash, I would probably just I would give back, yeah, in whatever way I can. Yeah, I often think about that. I, I think about the intentions of going into things. Clearly, right? Um, <laughs> let's take a quick quick break on that for a second. Let me- my my thought process is ridiculous. <laughs> All right. I texted you guys this morning and I texted Julian and Alexis as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I felt like those were the two groups of people that probably needed to hear it the most. <laughs> but when I, I texted you guys and was like, yo, sorry for ever over explaining anything. By the way, this is an actual gem that Anthony Stokes brought onto this podcast. Okay. Uh, via JP, because JP told me that they were having a conversation about me one day. Maybe I was on one of his talk spaces. Maybe it was one of my podcast episodes. I don't know. But he was like, you know, he's talking about me in regards to my speech, right? He's like, sometimes you just need a grilled cheese sandwich. (laughs) And I was like, that's, when she told me that, I just laughed because I was like, that's a great line. Like, I understand exactly what he's saying, (laughs) right? Um, like I'm, I'm trying to do way too much and I don't ever want that to be conflated with me intentionally being an asshole. Uh-huh. I legitimately just think too hard about ideas. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just having a thought process. And as I'm going through the thought process, I don't know what it was I was thinking about, but clearly, oh, I was thinking about yoga cause I was stretching mm-hmm. and I was thinking about how I would explain 
what stretch to do next to someone and why. Mm-hmm. And the and so the, the terms that came into my mind were, well, since we stretch this, you're going to want to also stretch the muscle that is inversely, what I say, inversely correspondent yeah, yeah. to this muscle. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, inversely correspond. I was like, I feel like there's a much easier way to say, oh, opposite. Yes. <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was funny. You, you know what I'm saying? But the fact that that legitimately came to my mind first, inversely correspondent. Yeah. Then the word opposite. Like, that's legitimately how I think about things. And then I started to think about why I think about things that way. Mm-hmm. And what came to my mind, as Mikey said, he was like, this nigga said the definition and not the word. Yeah. It seems to me like as I'm thinking about stuff, I'm trying to think about like what the fabric to something is, uh-huh. you know. And so I, sometimes I'm explaining things that that are just like clearly just a word, like it's just the thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to explain, like I'm trying to explain it at a molecular level. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Down to the finest of details. Yeah, like the grains, like mm-hmm. the granular level. So I think I just think on those terms. So then some, I speak in those terms. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, dude, yeah, I, you are explaining a lot. You know, it's funny because I have um, a couple of people at my job that um, that do that. Really smart guys too, super smart guys. Um, but you know, just over explain the hell out of stuff, yeah. and I'm just like, like I often have to tell them like, yo, just give me the short version. Mm-hmm. I literally say that, like, give me the short version, yeah. and then they still give me the long version. Damn. Okay, see, that I don't have an issue with. <laughs> like, I I think that there's an art to economy of words, and I think that, like, for a lot of comedians, mm-hmm. I told you I've been watching a lot of comedy, like, it's very, very important to chop shit down mm-hmm. and, like, give people a story. And I'm usually much better at that when I'm giving a story mm-hmm. to someone. And when I'm trying to explain a whole idea, I'm breaking this shit down in, like, way too many layers. Yeah. Well, put it, I'll, I'll explain that more in more detail. So, like, very recently... We've been taking in a bunch of stuff, um, you know, more accounts, things like that. Um, and so there's a lot less room in the freezer. Mm. And so, like, I'm asking, I'm just like, hey, you know, I know we're expecting a lot of things coming in, but like, what do you think it's going to be like? Is it going to be, you know, like, am I going to have to climb over things? Like, am I going to have to to duck under things, mm. shimmy through things? Like, what are we really looking at here? What do I have to look forward to? And, you know. This person goes on to start explaining like, okay, well, you know, we're getting in 2000 pounds of this, blah, blah, blah. Oh. And I'm just like, no, 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 like, no, no, no. <laughs> already like you, cause you told me this already. Right. Like you all, like, I know what's coming in. I know why there, I, I, I know why the freezer is going to be jam packed. I'm just like, I'm just asking you to just let me know, like. What type of space do you think we're going yeah, to have? Like, speak to me visually. Yeah, speak like to that's me geometrically. That, that's all I want to know. Yeah. So he answered that question, but then floated it into two thousand pounds of this, three thousand pounds of that on Wednesday. This might go out, but and I'm, like, I don't like, I don't need, I, I didn't like just answer the question. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like it's a very simple question that t- needs a very simple answer. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know it, it it's all good. That's how it. some people are. I get you know? it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's all. I, good. I think I feel good about being able to flow between states. Mm-hmm. I think you should be able to 
explain something at a detailed level if someone needs that. Yeah. And for you to like probably understand something, you should probably know it at a at a detailed, you know, level. Yeah. Um I think it's also great to be able to explain to someone quickly like what something is and why it needs to be done some way or why it's going to look a certain way or whatever it is they're asking for. And I think it's also very important to be able to slide back and forth between those things. Mm -hmm. But if like you can only talk about things on a very surface level and like someone starts asking you the details Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I don't got that. I can tell you how to shimmy through and that you're going to need to duck under this and you're going to need to climb over this. But I don't know none of these numbers that you're asking for Mm -hmm. or vice versa. You know, the guy couldn't tell you that, but he could tell you all the numbers. I think being able to do just one of those, like if I could only say shit like inversely correspondent. And the word opposite just never occurred to me. Mm-hmm. That's probably an issue. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? And and vice versa. So yeah. yeah. But um, I believe this gentleman. He also goes to uh, what's it? I think it's called Mensa. Mm, what's Men- Mensa or something like that? It's like a convention, like a for just like really intelligent people. Oh. I think it's called like Mensa. It's something that starts with an M. I don't, I don't know about this. Yeah, you just, it's a convention for really small people. Yeah, like it's it's like a big it's like a group. Yeah, but they have like conventions where people come together, and I don't know what they do there. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So I mean, you know, I'm not taking anything away from him. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying he's a really smart guy, knows what he's doing, knows what he's talking about. But sometimes I just need just a very simple. Answer. You just need the cliff notes. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Because like. All the pounds and the numbers and quantities are not related to the question. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I get it. I get it. Like you telling me that there's going to be 17,000 pounds of things doesn't answer the question as to will I be able to get around stuff? Yeah, you have to listen to what someone's asking you. <laughs> That's a huge part of it, too. Like when people tell stories, I often talk about this. Like when people tell stories, I'm wondering sometimes why they think that the way that they're telling it is a good way to tell a story. Mm-hmm. It's just like, why would you put that fact there? Mm-hmm. Why would you leave this fact out? Mm-hmm. Why, like, why, when are you going to... So, do you... How much... Uh, first of all, let me start with this. I think I've asked you this in the past few months. I'm going to ask again, though, because I don't remember the answer. Right. How many white comedians do you know slash like will we'll spend an hour listening to, like a comedy special? I don't really watch comedy specials oh, okay. for from anyone. For anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So it would be really tough for me to answer that question. I can name some white guys in, in, in funny movies mm. that I like, but not like do not like stand up comedy people. So you can't really refer to like old Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle stand up. So you don't really. I mean, I've seen some, but, you know, like yeah, it doesn't really. It's much better in person. Yeah, I've only been to, I wouldn't say amateur, but not like a superstar. The yeah. biggest person I've been to was to see Uncle Elroy, DC mm-hmm. Curry, I just talked about. Um, but it, just like live music, it's just a completely different thing when you're there. Like they legitimately perform some sort of hit, like mass hypnosis. It's so weird. Because <laughs> like everyone is here just to listen to this one person talk and when they make you laugh about some shit that like everyone talks about in their house, but don't feel comfortable speaking about in public Mm -hmm. and like, they just make it just hilarious in a safe space for everyone to laugh. I almost like, I didn't know like I could laugh so much. (laughs) I was like, my dad told you my dad gets headaches. Like he has to take Tylenol hours before and he still has to like set his head down sometimes like in the middle of it and just try to not (laughs) laugh. 
Because he's like, bro, this is too much. Like, they're too funny. The material is too polished. They're so good at what they do. And they, they like every every line, every punch line, everyone's yeah. laughing. Line after line after line after line. Like, I just, I'm trying to imagine laughing myself into pain. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so easy. That's, I, I don't think I've ever done that before. That's what I'm saying. So, like, watching it at your house... Like they can be, they can be funny. You watch the Dave Chappelle because he has like fucking ten of them on Netflix or something. He has like a wild amount. He definitely has the most amount a comedian has. And I already like I can already like I can envision myself in in, in you know a, a comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what am I? Well, just a, a theater, or, theater yeah. or whatever. Um, just the energy in the yeah. room. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Everyone around you laughing like. I can I can see that. One, it's something about the energy of knowing that you're sitting amongst a crowd of people that consciously spent money, hard-earned money, to come out and laugh. First of all, just knowing that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone here came here to laugh together. That's already, like, I'm, we're already cool with each other. Yeah. Like, just on that alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really think that it's a place where people get super rowdy and like some people get definitely get I mean, drunk and like call shit out and stuff like that yeah, and like hecklers. try to get oh <sighs> yeah hecklers hecklers can be weird because hecklers are like it's different if the the comic sucks mm-hmm. and like everyone's just kind of in agreement that the comic sucks and you just kind of like people at that at that time they're just kind of like booing or just like get this, get this guy the fuck out of here yeah if it's generally understood i think that comics real comics would understand yeah get your suck ass out of here go work on your material like Mm -hmm. you suck i think that a real comic would understand that about themselves and their friend comics would be like yeah you bombed like get the fuck out of here like Mm -hmm. go work on like why did you go up there with that like that's Mm -hmm. that sucked but if there's like two people in the crowd like everyone's laughing and there's a couple people that get up usually because they're outraged they don't they don't agree with some shit that you said it, the the issue with that is it's a comedy show. So, like, you're coming here trying to have a real political or philosophical debate with someone that's up here telling jokes. Mm-hmm. That's not, like, what we're here to do. Like, they're telling jokes. They're saying things that they often don't believe mm-hmm. because it's funny to say. Yeah. So, like, you kind of got to get on board with what a comedy show is. <clears throat> you know what I mean? To yeah, some, to I mean, some you're almost trying to get a get a rise out of certain people. You know what I'm saying? They They... I would I would feel like as a comedian, you have to expect that there's going to be some people in the crowd that don't agree with what you're saying. However, you're going to make that as funny as possible. It's an occupational hazard, just like you having to have people walk up to the DJ booth and ask you <laughs> to, you know, to play certain shit to give you requests. And you're just like, I don't like this part of this job, but yeah. but I'm a DJ. I am a disc jockey. Yep. So people are going to have requests. It's the same thing. Like people are going to be upset, especially if you take chances. If you're one of those comedians that you're sort of like really edgy and yeah. like you you push people's buttons uh-huh. and talk about shit that you know is our hot topics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the reason I bring all that up and the reason I ask you about white comedians is because there's this absolutely, well, I think it's got to be like the best comedy show out. Right now, comedy like skit show. Okay, I don't even skit is a bad way. Stand up comedy show. Okay, um, it's live. It's recorded in Austin, Texas, at the Mothership, which is Joe Rogan's club. Okay, 
and it's called Kill Tony. The guy that hosts it is named Tony Hinchcliffe, stand-up comedian. Um, he has a couple comedians, maybe you know some of them, maybe you don't, and they act as a panel, sort of like on some American Idol type shit. Mm-hmm. And they draw out of a bucket, names out of a bucket. They have hundreds every night. People come there, they pay money to come sit down. It may be complete amateurs, like it's their very first time ever doing stand-up. People that have been doing it for months, years, whatever. And you see people get embarrassed heavily. You see people have a break and like get booked for a fucking show for Joe Rogan there. And it's like their third time doing comedy. And you see someone's life change on stage. Uh. Like You see wild shit. Because that American Idol stuff, when someone sings well, and Simon or whoever the fuck is doing it nowadays, I know it's not Simon, but whoever's clapping and they're just like, oh, yeah, we're going to work with you. You never really think that that person's now going to attain stardom. No. You just know they're going to go up in the ranks. Maybe they'll perform at the end. But even after American Idol, you don't just necessarily expect them to have a flourishing thing. Right. But you get to see people have a set and then get booked for an opening show for a huge name what person. Is this? Like, what is this on? It's on YouTube. Oh, YouTube. It's going on YouTube. Okay. He, they have like... I don't even know how many fucking episodes they have now, but they've been doing it for like 10 years. They have hundreds of episodes. Wow. And it's fucking- 10 years? Yes. Wow. Okay. It's, and they started all very, very slow. Now it's like a huge podcast because a lot of people they have involved in it. But you just get to- The reason I brought this all up, this has been a long-winded way of talking about storytelling. Like, <laughs> right? It's like you get to- when we grew up, we made jokes, we roasted each other constantly, just made fun of each other about everything. There's nothing that like we have not heard about ourselves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Th- that hasn't been said by a friend. Yeah. Right? Like there's it'd be very, very difficult for someone to just come roast you and like you never saw that coming. Right. Right. Um and we grew up just trying to make each other laugh. Like that's most of what our hangouts are. Is like we're we're talking about stuff, but then we're just like saying funny shit. Yeah. We have a very funny group of friends. Absolutely. Constantly laughing. Always. And so I think you you start to gain an understanding of what is funny. Cause that's a weird thing to think about, right? Like what is hu- like what makes people laugh? Like mm-hmm. why? It's like weird to even try to figure it out. There's a lot of irony in things. There's exaggeration in things. There's just like visual or tonal aspect of things that make people laugh. Witty punchlines, play on words. Like there's comedy covers such a large fucking just field of things. Mm -hmm. So there's so many different ways to use it. But when you see some people go up on stage and you just hear them say certain things that they thought was going to be funny, you just have to wonder... (laughs) Why, why, I wonder what's going on in your mind that would make you think that that's a funny thing. Mm -hmm. Like either your premise was like a terrible premise, like no one would even, like it doesn't even, no one wants to joke about this. No one cares about this Mm -hmm. idea. Or like your setup is terrible, your punchline is terrible, whatever the case is, like your overall stage presence, whatever, your delivery. A lot of people's delivery sucks. But it's just interesting when you look over at other people and they're trying to make you laugh. And you're just like, I wonder why they think that this is funny. <laughs> just like storytelling. Like, I wonder why they think that this is a proper or compelling way to tell a story. Like, why do they think that that's a funny thing? Cause like, it's, I'm, I'm like missing why they think it's funny at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. I don't, I feel like the, the funny, a lot of the funniest stuff is always stuff that, that that's relatable. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
I think if you can tap in to other people's experiences, you know what I'm saying? Things from their past that they might be a little embarrassing, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But you're in a room, a community of people that have probably all felt the same way or mm-hmm. done the same thing at some point. You know what I'm saying? I think all that relatable stuff is probably a good start. So so what are you watching? You're not watching comedy. You're not. You, what am I watching? Uh, I don't I'm not really watching any any shows at the moment except for my, you know, get in the bed and relax shows. Mm. I'll tell you what I am watching a lot of. Right what is now. that? CSI? No. Oh. Bob's Burgers. Oh, gotcha. Bob's Burgers and King of the Hill. Gotcha. Oh, um, oh, you're watching that now. Oh, hell yeah. I've been watching King of the Hill for a minute. I've oh, seen every episode at this point. That's crazy. Are they still coming out with new episodes? No. Uh, oh. Well, they were supposed to start, um, they were supposed to reboot it, but the guy that plays Dale just died a couple months mm-hmm. ago, so I don't really know. Dale's the main dad? No, Hank is oh. the main character. Dale's his next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, who? Yikes. Yeah, yeah. The guy that voiced him uh, just died a couple months ago, so I'm not really sure if they're going to bring it back or not. Um, but all... Uh, Nigga, sports. That's what I've been watching. Sports. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Why did I ask that question? That was so stupid of me. I don't know why um, that would not have been the answer. I was uh, the first week that the NFL started. I watched the Thursday night game. I watch a lot of the games on Sunday and I watch the Monday night game. It's, it's just what I do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Antoinette knows this. She knows it's football season. Mm-hmm. You know, my time is going to be spent watching football. <laughs> you you know, crack she, open a cold one. Uh, sometimes yeah. it just depends. Um, but and we could probably jump more into this. But Jacory came downstairs and he was like, and this is Monday. He's like, you still watching football? And I'm just like, yeah. I was like, it comes on Thursdays, Sundays and Mondays. He was like. You've been watching this for de- for for days, and I'm just like, yeah, yes. like that's that's what you do. And Jacory, you've been playing Roblox <laughs> for days. <laughs> like it's football season. That's what you do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's a culture thing. Yeah, I get for it. sure. You don't want to be left out of like what's going on. And I well, mean, but you're also sports betting though. Yes, I am wasting my money. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, yes, I am. Damn. I mean, don't get me wrong. I win some. I win. I probably win. 40% of the time. Man, I I remember as soon as I heard that it became legal and people could tap into it in certain states on their phone, I was like, wow. I wonder how many people are going to like lose all their money now. Now, I'm not that I'm well, not yeah. that dumb. Yeah, because you're you're cautious and like you said, you think about the consequences of I'm your not, actions. I'm not that dumb. But <laughs> but addiction is wild. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 addicting. It's very addicting. It's very wild. Yeah, like there's there's certain nights where I'm just like, like I, I just try to give myself an, a certain amount of money to spend on any given day. Okay. Oh, so this is a daily. You have a daily budget. Um. Oh yeah, nigga. I, I'm. I be betting on Brazilian basketball. Yeah, oh yeah. You, all, <laughs> I, you know. I, I. You know. If it's a sport, and I know how it works. <laughs> I might bet on it. Brazilian basketball sounds crazy. Oh, absolutely. I was betting on European the Euro Cup, European basketball uh before I got here. I feel like do they even have the same rules in Brazilian um, basketball? I feel I'm like it's not, a different sport. I think I think that there are different rules just depending on the league. Can anyone dunk? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you have to keep in mind that a lot of, well, this isn't to say that only American basketball players can dunk, but 
there's a lot of American basketball players that just play overseas. You know, yeah. a lot of these niggas yeah. don't make it to the NBA. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? So they have to go and play in somewhere in South America. No, we were so. talking about this on the last pod, for sure, because uh, Seth is playing somewhere. Yeah, I Seth, don't know where he Seth, played. he played for Maryland? He played right? for Maryland, yeah. and then he went overseas somewhere. He might be Italy, France. I'm not quite yeah. certain. I'm saying a yeah. bunch of Go shit over right there now. and make, you know, a quarter million, you know? Mm-hmm. They, 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 niggas, like, they ain't getting... 20 million a year, but a, nigga, I'll take a quarter million yearly. I'll take it. To go hoop? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, fuck yeah. To hoop and, and, and work out and keep and, my body right? And, and do and to do a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, for sure, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I don't got to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people just don't make it to that NBA status and they not making 20, 20, no, I'm sorry. No, niggas in the NBA are making like forty million a year. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, but I will happily go over to Japan and yeah. play basketball. Live in a new place, learn. That's that's an amazing mm, job. Absolutely, that's an amazing job. Absolutely, I'm down for it. Yeah, never never sleep on those people. People that make fun of those people. It's I I know that it's more of like a Twitter joke yeah. type type of thing than to like the, the Shanghai sharks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, but but honestly, there's a lot of ballers that actually prefer um, playing overseas. Um, you know, I've I've heard a lot of people say that. Um, I've heard what have, I mean. I've heard I've heard many things. I've heard a lot of people just talk about how they feel like overseas basketball is more competitive. No, you know things like that. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder why. Um, I think that it probably has a lot to do with just maybe the NBA just being super like commercialized. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot. There's there's more in it, and I'm not saying that those guys aren't balling as hard as they can. What but is, they're, they're, yeah, they're more refs doing sketchy shit. Or yeah, that too. <laughs> Shout out to Mikey. <laughs> That's what's going on. Yeah, but um, he's just making making wild calls, putting points on the board, <laughs> taking a little slice on the side. That's wild. Yeah, just hey, just because you an NBA ref don't mean that you know you ain't doing no shady shit. That's crazy. No, clearly not. Yeah, let me shut that investigation down so fast. <laughs> Eric Lewis will be resigning from the NBA. I, I bet he will. <laughs> yeah. I bet he will. And we are now going to shut down the investigation, seeing as how there's nothing else to yeah. look at here. Yeah, because I, I mean, he didn't do anything criminal, so it's like what I mean. What else? You know, that's why RJ was mad. He was mad. RJ was, he, was a, he was a little upset. He was just kind of like, come on, Mikey. Like, you don't take a job from a black man like that. Like, nigga, he ain't, he ain't do nothing for real, for real. Like, how you going to get that nigga? Like, come on, man. I, I'm not even surprised. RJ <laughs> yeah. would say something like that. Like, come on, man. Let that nigga slide. Like, why you have to do this? <laughs> that was his. That was nah, his. that's not that's not in Mikey's nature. You're like, you, give, you throw this nigga a bone, he going he gonna to take it there. <laughs> yeah, he, he might. Depending on what it is, he gonna take it there. All right, so all right, so you're not losing all your money. Nah, that's, not at that's all. good. That's good. Yeah, no, because I have I have a woman at home that loves me. I want her to continue to love me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a child that I need to take care of. I can't afford. You know what I'm saying? And like, nigga, most of my bets are like five dollars. Five dollar bets, you know what I'm saying? Build my books up nice and slow. Like I'm not one of these one of these niggas that's throwing a hundred on it. Like I'm not doing that, man. I don't have enough money to do that. I'm, well, yeah, I know, but a lot of people don't, and they still do it, and that's kind of the thing. And first of all, you never 
rarely have enough money to just throw countless dollars away on sports betting, right? Especially on some leagues that you don't know shit about, like Brazilian basketball, right? Because <laughs> you do not it's know what's still going on. Basketball. And but, but you, you don't have know to, the players, like you don't know who but you know what you know what's fitting to put up what? Well that's the thing. For those types of leagues, it's not very player specific. Mm. All I'm really betting on is how many points are going to be scored in said quarter. Okay. I'm not betting on, you know, Juan Ramirez to put up, you know, 50 points in the game. Like, I'm not betting on that. Yeah, I just made a name up. I just made a name up. Juan Ramirez. Like, I'm not I'm not betting on that. Like, you know, because I don't know this player. I yeah, don't, yeah. like, yeah. I have. If I'm going to bet on a player, I need to know something about the player. Yeah. <laughs> and they also told me that LeBron is going to be playing with his son, which is the coolest thing in the world to me. That one that is very cool. That's the coolest thing. We'll see if it happens. Oh, okay. We'll see if it happens. Okay. Because, I mean, LeBron, LeBron can't just, like, make a decision. LeBron, like, can't LeBron just be like, nigga, I'm on your team now. Like, stop. Something. Yeah, he has that power. He he can do that. I'll if just he wants play. To. I'll just play for a hundred thousand dollars. I don't care. He's not like, gonna do that. Well, he's not gonna do. That. He's not gonna do that. But it's just like I'll play for whatever. Like it doesn't matter if I can play with my son. This has to be the first time in history an NBA player just gets to in the NBA. Yes, in the NBA in to the get NBA. to play as long as he had been the elite player that he has been the entire time. Mm-hmm. Played longer than he's not played. Had a son. Had a son get old enough, be good enough to play and get in. Because you can't just have your son get in just because you LeBron. Like, no, he has to He has to be able to ball. He has to be able to be oh, good. Niggas get on teams for, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Nepotism. Nepotism. Niggas get on teams via nepotism all the time. Seriously? In the NBA? In the NBA. Nigga. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, but I, got, then, I but have the, a perfect example for you. Who? Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, that big long nigga. I know who. <laughs> yes, that big long nigga. <laughs> this nigga has two brothers that are also on the team, and you—they're not as good as him. No, 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 no. They're not as good as him. First of all, they probably don't look like him because he's an alien. Yeah, that's I don't think first. neither one of them are as tall as him. Right. Probably not as athletic. Right. And so that's one thing. But secondly, but they're they're hoopers. They, okay. Right. No, they're they're not as good as him, but they're they hoopers. Hoop. They're hoopers. They're hoopers that come off the bench in the very last game of the year to play for five minutes. Well, those Someone exist on else, every team, though, correct? Yes, but they aren't always brothers of the star player. That's very true. Anybody in the league could play that position. Mm. Anybody in the league could come in and play the last five minutes of a game because the game is over already. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that don't have a job. Well, I'm sorry, not a lot of people. There's two ballers out here yeah, right now yeah. that don't have a job because Giannis's brothers are taking up the bench. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'd be different if they were starting Yeah. or if they were like a six-man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then yeah. we're talking about something else. They weigh down on the line. Yeah. On the depth. They're chart. bench players. Yeah. One of them... One of them has been in Milwaukee the entire time. The other one, I think, was playing with um, Golden State at one point, got a ring on the bench. Um, <laughs> and now that other brother is now in, in Milwaukee playing with Giannis. Yeah. And, um, and I don't mean to turn this into a sports pod, but um, what's funny to me is, at, now this is before Damian Lillard got traded to Milwaukee. 
Giannis was talking about, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to sign a new contract. You know, I have to see, you know, what the up, you know, the higher ups are going to do, like what kind of team they're going to be putting together. And then like, like a week later, this nigga's brothers get, he get, gets added to the team. And so like a lot of people were kind of roasting him like, man, nigga, you talking about getting star power here to help win another championship. Mm-hmm. But you niggas, you just signing your brothers. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, he had input on that. Yeah. It's not like the they scouts. They saw him and yeah, like, oh, 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 these happen to be your brothers. Oh, damn. I didn't even know. <laughs> That's crazy. These niggas is ballers. Like, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure. didn't even know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, it happens. Yeah, I know. I happens. get it. I get it. Pool. It's all. It's 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 who you know. Yeah, and you know, I always find it funny. Um, I, I, well, I always find myself wondering, like, are they really good, or do they just have a really good last name? You, again, we're talking about these particular basketball players. No, just oh. sports in general. Um, because you got people like uh, Arch Manning. Plays at uh, Texas for the Longhorns. Okay, so is it what Eli's little brother? No, is that- it's Peyton and Eli's other brother that doesn't play any sports. It's his son. Oh, now he doesn't. I don't think he starts, but he plays ball in Texas, makes a lot of money because you know college sports they make money now. Mm. Oh, they made that switch. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. When did that happen? Um, maybe like in the last two years. Okay, because because yeah. yeah, we, you and I spoke about it on a podcast. I guess it was clearly two plus or two plus years yeah. ago uh, about them not being able to make any money, but bringing in tons of money mm-hmm. for the school. Yeah, yeah. No, they 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 got sponsorships and all types of stuff oh, now. Nice. Um, Shador Sanders, Dion's son, mm. he's like the highest valued. Uh, his his nil value is like almost five million. Mm. The NIL? I don't know what that stands okay, for, like, but know. it's just... Which is funny because it means nil, which is zero, which is hilarious. That's also true. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, that, if, if that's more of a net worth or mm-hmm. that's a per year type mm-hmm. of number. I haven't done my research on it, but they're making money. Well, I think a lot of times when people grow up, like you have to imagine, <clears throat> people are growing up in a household where... They, sports are being played. Sports are being played. They, sports, sports are they everywhere. They could be musicians. You know, you're just like, is this person really going to be as good as Adele? Like, if mm-hmm. Adele has a daughter or something, like, are they really going to be as good as Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats has a fucking child? Like, mm-hmm. are they really going to be? Maybe. They, like, they're around top producers and artists. I mean, not, maybe not saying that they just constantly hang around a house. <laughs> like, that's just what it is. But you're constantly around someone that does it at the highest level. Mm-hmm. There might just be shit around the house. There might just be pianos, instruments around. There might just be, you, you might, that's just the life that you grew up around. So mm-hmm. you get a very early start is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not saying it's impossible for, for you know, kids to follow in the footsteps of, of you know, their dads or moms mm-hmm. or anything like that and actually be good. Because Shadur Sanders is really good. He's a great quarterback for like, Colorado. Like my, uh, well, Von Marie was asking me about this the other day. Because I brought that J. Cole reference up for a reason. Uh, maybe we can talk about that fucking football thing, too. But <laughs> I was having her listen to uh, No Shooter, which is like track number five or six on Drake's new album mm-hmm. for the dogs. Have I didn't listen to it yet. Featuring J. Cole. I, I go and click on anything that has J. Cole on it. Okay. Okay. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I love his art. I love his craft. I think... That nigga is amazing. I think he's very, very good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, people can fry me for that. That's fine. No, I mean, why would they fry you? 
some niggas just love to make fun of J. Cole. Uh, I got to tell you, if I was ever a rapper or some sort of superstar, I would want to be like J. Cole. He's really good at what he does, and he stays out of the spotlight. He, you know, I'm, I mean, like he doesn't stay out of the spotlight, but he's not just one of them people that you just see here and there all the time, just in your face. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Drake is all in your face. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't get away from Drake, but you don't be hearing shit about J. Cole just all the time. No, you know what I'm no, saying? You kind of have to go search for that. Yeah. yeah. And it's usually just for his music. Like it's yeah. usually just like, oh, he's got it. He came out with another yeah, verse. Like, you're another not, feature. You're not hearing about. Uh, J. Cole and any women and none of you know what I'm saying like none of that none of that extra shit. Matter of fact, on the on the rest on the recipe, the song with Lil Yachty. Yeah, what do you say? He said, "I've been stopped fucking you thoughts. Yeah, I ain't got no patience left. Yeah, save. He was like, save all that shit for the niggas that rock the fake protects. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My paper stretched just like a Laker before we break a sweat. Yeah, <laughs> but I was letting her listen to the song, and as I was doing it, we were looking at the lyrics. And I was breaking down the lyrics. I was like looking at them and I was interpreting them. And I was like, yo, listen to this. Look at these words. Like, this is what he did here. And it was, and it was a way in which she's never parsed music in her life. I want to ask a question, like, because we've been listening to listening to rap our entire lives. Like, does she key in on like punchlines and shit like that? No, not really. But but she likes the music, and so I'd be like, you need to you need to let her watch like some battle rap. I have, but that's that's too. <laughs> it's a lot. It's just like we were talking about just trying to start playing a video game at yeah. this point in time with the analog controllers and all. It's very difficult uh-huh. to like just start listening to music. In thinking of like reading between the lines, thinking about double, triple entendres, uh-huh. that's a lot to do as someone. You, you would have to like pause it after like every 10 seconds and be like, <laughs> now this means that, which is pretty much what I did here. But going through a song, like a verse, mm-hmm. 16 bars, this nigga put down like fucking 32 bars on this one. Whatever it is, is much easier than trying to do like a whole hours long rap battle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is something that I learned how to do young because I was in a space, right, where my grandma loved the music and she would sit my ass down. And I did not like it at the time, but had music appreciation time. Huh. Sometimes it lasts for like 30 minutes to an hour and she just sit me down and we listen to some fucking Duke Ellington. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or some B.B. King, <laughs> some, something like that. Uh, and. I would just have to sit there and just like listen to it and all that sort of stuff. And then shortly afterwards, Slim Shady came out. Uh-huh. And once he started rapping and I got onto that, I, that's when I started to like fall in love with words. Uh-huh. Cause I was like, damn, like this nigga's using words in a wild way. And like he can make you feel so many fucking things rapping. Like it's so cool. Like what he does, he's literally like juggling words and it seems like it's so fun for him. Yeah. It seems like he can do whatever he wants to do with words Mm -hmm. on a beat. And that's the same way I feel about J. Cole. It seems like it's just fun for him at this point. I think the first person I ever felt that way about was, um, I used to listen to a lot of Cassidy. Yes, you did. Cassidy was yes, used to be like the like my favorite. He was the pun- he was the punchline oh, king yeah. when he was around. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I used to listen to Cassidy hard. Yeah, it was like exciting to listen to setups because you were like, oh, what's this nigga about to say? Oh, like <laughs> it was like it was weird. It was weird like listening setup punchline setup punchline. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Sometimes a nigga hit you with like 
a weird punchline and then a setup afterwards. Like it's, <laughs> but it, it's fun being able to watch that, whether it be in that. I like it in writing and books. I like it in comedy. Mm-hmm. Like no matter where it is, I like writing. I like people rearranging words and doing fun shit with them. Mm-hmm. But that's how I look at music. Like when I'm like listening to stuff, I really think about the, the shit that they're talking about and like how fucking impressive it is to put some of these things together. It was mm-hmm. like really, really cool. That's what's up. Even when Drake's having fun, like Drake at the beginning of the song, he's painting a picture of him being at dinner. And that's another thing. I'm a visual person. So Drake is like, I love being at dinner with some fine women that's debating about who to go or who's the best, whatever. And so automatically I'm thinking like, okay, imagine Drake at dinner at a nice restaurant. Cause it's a nice restaurant with a bunch of fine women. And for some reason or another, the conversation of just like, Oh, who do you think's the best rapper comes up? <laughs> and Drake sitting at the table <laughs> to which Drake replies. He's just like, uh, I, so I love being at a, you know, a dinner with some fine women that's debating who to go. And I'm like, go ahead, say it then who to go, who to go. So you just have him just like, Oh yeah, please t- tell me <laughs> like, who do you guys think? Right. Last line saying, uh, who you bitches really rooting for. And then the line that comes after that was just like a, just like a child that's been acting bad, or just like a kid that's been bad from January to November, nigga, it's just you and Cole. And I was just like, ah, and I, like first, Cole for Christmas. Cole for Christmas. Yeah. And like, I, at first, I didn't get it because he ran the, the words together like so fast. It was just like, <clears throat> it's just like a kid that's been bad from January to November, nigga, it's just you and Cole. And I was like, wait, what's he saying? I was like, that's a, that's a, a line I'm supposed to hear. Like, that's a big punchline that sets up because then bass and snare kicks in afterwards. I was like, so the way that this is set up, I'm so really supposed to hear this line. Mm -hmm. So I kept rewinding it to hear it because it was before they had gotten the lyrics out. Uh, And then when I. He left Kendrick out. He did. But J. Cole didn't, though. Later on. Because in his verse, he says some shit like, you know, like people always debating, you know, my numeral or like, is it, you know, who's the best? Is it K. Dot Aubrey or me? You know, but right now I feel like Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so that's that's a that's an interesting one. I he has some lines on there where it, rap is interesting because it's competitive. Mm-hmm. So like, you have to get on other people's track, which he does often and kills. Like he does a great job, and to some degree, what you're going to say is going to inherently be disrespectful to the person whose song it is. Yeah. Right. So he's saying things. First, he says he starts off with people love to put me in beef. Right. Uh, You know, y'all y'all reading my lyrics too deep. I'm looking on Twitter. I'm sucking my teeth, but I just let it ride because I love the mystique. Mm -hmm. Right. And so people often will do that. They'll like read in your lines and be like, oh, I think he's dissing so and so. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Right. But like there are also times in the song where even when he has said that later on, he says other things. Whereas, like, he's still kind of touching on how he feels like he's the best, Mm -hmm. right? So he says, you know, I love people discussing who's the best out of us three. Uh, Oh, he says, we the big three like we started a league. Mm -hmm. So I had to explain to Von Marie, it was just like, well, Ice Cube made a league called the big three, right? So, like, once you understand these things, it makes the song that much more, like, you know, vibrant. It's like, oh, shit, like, okay, that's cool. Because before that, big league three, that doesn't mean anything to you. Um, but right now I feel like Muhammad Ali. So you saying that is like, 
Hold on, did nigga Muhammad Ali is the, the greatest? Like, did he follow that up with some sort of float like a butterfly sting, like a beeline? I'll tell you what he did, which I think is better than that. <clears throat> he paused in the song. He said, "But right now I'm feeling like Muhammad Ali." <laughs> And then continue to rap. Okay. And I felt like that was even better for the simple fact that the imagery it gave me was like a boxer, like Muhammad yeah. Ali hopping up and down. Like, yeah. Ah, 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 ah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Muhammad I'll take Ali. That. Yeah. I'll take and then that. continued on to say some shit like, yeah, Muhammad Ali, the one that they call when they shit ain't connected no more. Feel like I got a job in IT. <laughs> Bro, like he, 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 like he, it's, I don't know what's going on with him, but his, his mind's going to like a different place. <laughs> like his niggas, his rapping ability is like, it's, it's insane right now. You know, I'm still like not a heavy J. Cole fan. Yeah. Like, I just I, listen to the features. Don't even go listen to his albums. Just, I haven't, yeah, I haven't listened to any of his albums. But you did like that Lil Yachty one though. Yeah. That, that song the was hard as shit. Yes. That, that song was hard as shit. For sure. Mm. Yeah, like I when when I first saw the video before I sent it to you, I I, I watched. Well, this is before I knew it was a song. I just saw that it, it was a J Cole verse. I listened to that joint like four times in a row. Mm -hmm. I was just like, yo, this nigga went hard on here. Mm -hmm. And then I found the song, and then I sent it to y'all because mm -hmm. I knew y'all would appreciate it. Yeah, I know that I often give props where props are not due in certain songs. Or I just I again because I'm thinking deeply about it. The very first time I. Heard that interlude song by him. It was a song where he was talking about black people being killed in the streets by police officers. Mm -hmm. And I swore the very first time I listened to it, the way I listened to it, I heard two different perspectives. Or I'm sorry, I heard the same perspective mm -hmm. from two different sides as he was rapping. And then I was like, I told Von Marie we were in the car, like on the ride to work. I was like, yo, play that song again. I was like, I think. That J. Cole just rapped a song giving one perspective from two sides of people fighting each other. Mm. And so I went back and listened to it again, and I thought it even more. Um, I don't think that that's what he did. <laughs> but my perspective, like yeah. my interpretation of it gave me that because I, I could see both sides saying that I could see like the things he's saying seemed like like the police officers were saying some of his words. Yeah. And it also seemed like the people in the streets, a part of the community, were also saying the words. And I could see both of them saying it. Hmm. It was very, yeah, it was very, very, very weird. And this is a what song? Interlude. Interlude. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Might listen to it yeah, on we, the way home. Yeah, we might listen to it when we, when we finish up here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. just like, like, I think the opening line is something like, uh, oh, damn. Oh, fuck. The, oh, damn. That's me. Don't be weird. Just beware the others. I think he said something like, trust me, just beware the others. Ah, oh, fuck. I don't, but the line has something to do with pretty much just like, don't worry about me, just beware the others. The shit gets deep. Like, they creep. And at that time, you had police officers, so you could be like, yo, listen, like, don't worry about me. I'm not the police officer you need to be worried about. Mm -hmm. But I do know some police officers that you do need to worry about. But, like, don't be worried about me. And also from the other side, there were police, I mean, there were calls, 911 calls, 
that were made simply to hop out and start shooting at police officers. Mm. Like that was a real thing that started wow. after the you know BLM movement started in wow. 2020. Like people were doing this. Yeah. Uh, and I had known one particular police officer that had told me about a story where some people they had known had been called in to like a false a false report. Just you know to shoot at them. Yeah, just to shoot at like to retaliate. That's a hell much. of a risk. You know, and I, so I could see the people also just like someone at a protest that's just like, hey, don't be worried about me because I'm just here to peacefully protest. Mm-hmm. But like, I can't say that for everyone. Okay. So be worried about them. You know what I mean? So yeah. so as he was rapping, I just heard it on both sides. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if he meant to do this. I was like, but something tells me he didn't. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I could see that situation from both sides, too. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty dope. But that's the way that I'm just listening to music. But I just I said all that to say, you know, just growing up in a place where someone teaches you to do something and then you get older and you just kind of do that thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's just built into you. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate music on, on that sort of wavelength. Yeah. I, I haven't listened to a full album since the, uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Oh, um, left strong. Yeah. Is that still the best hip hop album of, of all time? It has to be. Okay. Boom. <laughs> <sighs> it just, so people are talking about this Drake album. And I know a lot of people don't like it. There's like a lot of, there's a lot of, when is Drake going to like grow the fuck up, <laughs> you know, ism out uh-huh. there? Like, Nigga, you just going to keep going to the Bahamas and like fucking 25-year-olds because he's very explicit about fucking 25-year-olds and this and like, and, you know, stunting on niggas and sending your niggas to slide on someone and kill someone. Like, <laughs> like at what point do you, like, come on, Drake, like, just give us a little evolution, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? And so, you know, if you're talking about money and stature, I guess he's the top. But if you're talking about the other things that really make like an artist, you know, he's got to fall below J. Cole and Kendrick in that sense. Okay. Um, from my standpoint. Okay. Um, but I mean, I don't check for Drake anymore. After nothing was the same. Like I wasn't really. I feel. I feel the same way. Nothing was the same. Was a great album. He had a lot of great. It was. He had a lot of great content and a lot of bangers at the same time. Like that's that's possible. You know what I mean? Like worst behavior was on there. I love worst behavior. Started from the bottom was on there. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love Wu Tang Forever. Mm-hmm. I love too much. Don't think about it too much, too <laughs> much, too much, too much. I love that song. Yeah. And he gave us some real shit in that. I love uh, Paris Morton music with Jay Z on there. I mm-hmm. love uh, what else is on there? There's all sorts of shit on there. I think From Time with Janae Aiko's on there. I mm-hmm. love that song. Tuscan Leather, which is the opener I thought was hard. Furthest Thing is hard. Like, there's mad songs on there that are hard. Mm-hmm. La- the language is hard. But then, like, after that, there was some joints. More Life has a couple joints on there that I'll go back to. Scorpion has a couple that I'll go back to. But that usually seems to be a thing. Like, I'll pick a couple because I know that, like, a body of work from Drake just isn't for me. Like, it's yeah. just not. I think... I mean, and a lot of artists do this. I I just feel like 
his music is like saturating the game. I feel like this nigga drops something new like almost yearly now. Even if it's just like a little collab album, mm-hmm. you know. So it's oh, just we did like, have some Twenty One Savage collab yeah. album that came out. Yeah, recently, yeah, right? you know, yeah. like so it's like you have to be like a super Drake fan to want to just listen to a new album from him. Yeah, year annually. Yeah, you know, and that and it. And some people might sound say that that sounds crazy because it's like, damn, it's just one album in 365 days. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, but I'm also listening to a bunch of other shit too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, I, you know, like I, like you said, I'm not really checking for Drake either. Yeah. I'll listen to some singles, but I haven't listened to a full Drake album in a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's different when you... <clears throat> I mean, he could just legitimately be... There could be no holding back in, in no, like trying to stop himself from evolving or anything. He could just be like, that's really his life It's just like, he's got a song called Bahama <clears throat> promises. And he's just like, yo, like he's talking to some chick. And he's just like, man, like you really fucked up the Bahama trip. Like, I really hate that you did that. Mm-hmm. Now I got to leave your ass at home. Next time I want to step out and hit a little vacay. <laughs> like you can't come no more. Like, why'd you do that on the beach that night? And like, maybe this is legitimately just Drake's life. So that's what he has. Like, that's what he's inspired by. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it just it just ain't for me. I I told a fib just a second ago. I have listened to another album, Renaissance. Who's that by? Beyonce Knowles. Oh, that's the one. That's crazy that you didn't know that. I don't listen to. I do not know a Beyonce song aside from aside from. We got to go back. Like we got to go back for me. Like I I know some Destiny Child songs. I know. You know, like maybe the Beyonce songs that will be played if you're at a fucking Target or a JC Penney's, like I love on top. Ooh, baby, it's you. Antoine- all that shit. Antoinette, right? Antoinette says that all men love that song. <laughs> it's a great song. Yeah, it's a great song. I love that song. Does anyone think that that's a bad song? Okay, maybe not like it, but you have to understand that like what she's doing on that song is crazy. <laughs> like the, how she just like keeps going up like. In notes every mm-hmm. time. I don't know if it's like a full octave or not. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like halves, but mm-hmm. like it's it's insane what she does. Like towards the end of that song. Yeah, I mean, there's just been a lot of hype around the tour or that she. That I just she didn't just know that the name is Renaissance. I know various people that have gone to shows. I'm My little you. sister went to Houston. Yeah, your your uh, your parents told me. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, when I saw them, couple, was that two weekends ago? That's so fun. Um, because I was wearing the Beyonce. Oh wow. Uh, tour merch. Oh, you got merch. T-shirt. Yeah. Well, I ordered it before the, the concert. So. So when you listen to because, so when you listen to Beyonce, like, what are you doing? Like, what? Like, what is the action? <laughs> Don't look at me like that. What's the action you're performing when Beyonce is playing? Like, what are you doing? When I listened to the full album, I was on a drive to North Carolina. Okay. And like, and that to you, that's that's cool. Like, you like listening to Beyonce in the car. Like that's. Uh, I mean, it's not that I like listening to it in the car. It just like it. it the album had just come out, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, it's Beyonce. I respect it, so I was like, let me listen to this. I got a long car ride. Let me let me see what this joint hitting on. Mm-hmm. Um, any other time I'm listening to Beyonce, it's probably because I'm in the car with Antoinette or I'm in the house with Antoinette, and that's what she's putting on a speaker, something like that. Yeah. But like, just outside. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. You know. No, I'm sorry. Sometimes at work, when I'm listening to music while I'm doing shit, 
I have listened to some Renaissance at work as well because it's very upbeat. You know what I'm saying? It keeps a nigga okay, going. Okay, you know? okay, okay. That's why I'm sort of wondering, like, what is the energy you're getting from that? No, you it's know? it's not because I'm a Beyonce stan, yeah. and I'm and if I don't listen to this, I'm going to feel a certain way about it. Yes. Nothing like that. I know, I know. I'm just trying to figure out like what sort of energy, like are you cleaning the house? Is it clean the house oh, music? That's, that's, it? that's definitely clean the house music. Okay, okay. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, You ever been to like a like a concert of, a, of, 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 of what was you about to say? I've been to a concert, but you about to <laughs> well, say, but you about to say something else. <laughs> yeah, man, I know you've been to a concert. <laughs> Have you been to a concert of like, Someone on the status of a Beyonce Knowles. I've been to a John Mayer concert. Okay. I know. I know. That may be blasphemous. Some people are going to be like, nigga, John Mayer is not Beyonce. But, but no one's Beyonce, though. That's the thing. Like, there literally isn't another Beyonce. Like, okay. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, but a lot of people could, a lot of people, you know, a Swifty could walk in here right now and say, oh, well, Taylor Swift. Okay, so we just yeah, so we just talking about like like tier like top tier. Yeah, yeah. John Mayer is top tier. Okay, he's just in his realm. Like, okay, not for you. No, not for me. But for a lot of John Mayer, I was thinking about that nigga earlier today. John Mayer has been doing this for a long, long time. Me, me, and Antoinette were having a conversation about like, okay, when Beyonce comes to town, she does stadiums. Yeah, not arenas. Mm. Stadiums. Yeah. And it, it really just made me think, like, who else is selling out stadiums? Because you have to you have to think about it. A lot of concerts are done at uh, Capital One Arena. Mm. Most concerts are done there. That only holds, like, I think, like, 17,000. Mm. You do a concert at FedEx Field and you sell that out, that's 60,000 people that's so in crazy. the building. That's so crazy. That's, it's a big that's difference. So it's a huge difference. So I'm just like... Who else is doing stadiums though? Yeah, stadiums. As, a, as a single act. As a single act. That's a lot. That's a lot. I don't know. I will check. It. I will check to see if John Mayer's ever done any because I could also see that being the case. Um, but he's also done just really, really cool shows where like he'll do a show with Dave Chappelle, mm -hmm. and there's like Dave Chappelle comes out and does thirty minutes, and then. John Mayer plays for 45 minutes or whatever. And like, that's, that's, no, also, that's cool. That's also some next level. That's cool. Top tier shit to yeah. do. Cause no one's also doing that. We're just like, yo, let me bring out the top comedian of all time <laughs> while I play my guitar. And like, I'm going to take a break and then he's going to do a set real quick. <laughs> and then I'm going to play that, again. That is an awesome concept. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty fucking crazy. That's dope. Um, but I just got to tell you when, when I went to that concert, it's just, it's nothing like it. It made me think of that Kanye quote, you know, it's hard to be humble when you're stunting on the jumbotron. Like just seeing her on the stage, yeah, just captivating 60,000 people at once. Yeah. And then doing it two nights in a row Dude, at the same place. Dude, that's crazy. And then just moving on to another city Keeping and doing it. the same energy. You know? Bro, oh, Nick, and I went, the, there was two shows at FedEx Field, one Saturday, one Sunday. I went to the Sunday one. It was pouring down, raining. No one gave a shit. No. Ponchos. Poncho. I didn't even have one. <laughs> Antoinette didn't have one either. She so what'd you wear? I just had on my Beyonce shirt. Damn. Yeah. I was soaked. 
Antoinette wow. wiping her makeup on my uh, wiping her makeup off on my sleeves, trying to because it's her, you know getting in her eyes and shit. Wow, you know, um, stood in the rain for Yonce. Yeah, I did. Um, and before the concert started, it like it sucked. You know what I'm saying? For sure. But once she came out on the fucking stage, none of that shit mattered. It wasn't even raining no more to me. Well, oh yeah, because she's encapsulated. Like she's not getting hit. By no, rain. she was wet. Damn, she's just out there dancing in the rain. Damn. Did it all in the rain. Did it all in the rain. Didn't slip. Didn't stutter. <laughs> nothing. Damn. Did it all in the rain. Did all her dance moves. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Did it all in the rain. Yeah, no, she wasn't covered by a damn thing. But the sky. See, so... Me being who I am, I do I do like when things just sound good. I don't know what she's talking about on Renaissance. I'm certain there's some some real shit in there at some points in time. But the reason we go back to this Kendrick thing, right, and Mr. Morale is because like when people coming out when people come out with when people come out with out, I don't know what the fuck is going on with me right now. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> when people come out with albums, you're expecting music and just like good music. But that's not what Kendrick came out with. Like Kendrick came out with like it was good music, and then it was a whole it was therapy, like a therapy session, it was a yeah. whole actual therapy mm-hmm. session. Mm-hmm. That probably had a lot of people think about things in a way that they never had before. Mm-hmm. And so there was it's just like this whole extra layer added onto it because it truly becomes something else, mm-hmm. like that needs to be protected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you what do you think about like people like Drake that just want to drop something every, you know, eighteen months, and people that like Kendrick that don't drop music for years and just stay really out of the picture until that music well, drops? Well, Kendrick has said before that he he can't make music unless he's truly inspired. Right. He even said it on the album that he went through a two year writer's block, mm-hmm. and he was praying to God like you know give me something. Mm-hmm. And so then he was like, all right, I guess I'm gonna speak about me for real. Mm-hmm. For the very first time, like mm-hmm. what I'm really going through, what my life has really been, and I'm not going to hold back. Mm-hmm. And that's what he sort of has spoken about on the album. And he, even earlier on in the album, he was saying, like, he, there were lines of, uh, you know, like, I'm going to pretty much saying I'm going to slow step this. Like, I, I hope that it's not I hope I'm not too let to set my demons straight. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you I know I made you wait. But how much can you take? Mm-hmm. I hope you see the God in me. I hope you can see. And if it's up, stay down for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was, he was kind of like letting you know early on, like, hey, the more you listen to this album, because that's only like track two or three or something. Yeah, like that. that's, so early, like, that's early in the album. He's like, the more you listen to this, it's going to get deeper and deeper and darker and darker. And that's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. Like the, it starts off pretty light. And then somewhere around track 10, you hit, we cry together mm-hmm. and it just starts taking a turn yep. and then shit like auntie's diaries mm-hmm. and mother I sober mm-hmm. and shit like that starts to come and you're like, Oh fuck. The mother I sober is such an emotional track, <sighs> such an emotional track. Like you, you know what I'm saying? He gets into like, he starts talking about slavery and how that psychologically affected us, you know, traumatized Dude, people for years. I, I thought like, about that the other day and I was like, you know, it made me think about something like what, and I, I'm so glad that we came down this, this road of thought because I have an answer for this and it has to do with this. And I wanted to ask you, actually, I think I may have two answers, but ultimately it's about a more 
of a field of empathy I have for humans. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the last thing, big thing is that you have changed your mind about? Mm. I love for anyone that does listen to this to think about that. Like, what was the last thing that you changed your mind about? And I, because one, if you don't have one, if you can't remember a time, that might be an issue, mm-hmm. right? Um, but as I think about this, as he's speaking about the raping of slaves and then talking about they made us rape each other mm-hmm. and, made, and made us rape our sisters and made us watch and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And he was saying, you know, before you judge how we move, learn how we cope. Mm-hmm. Like, learn where we understand, like, where we come from. Yeah. And there couldn't be nothing realer than that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> And I think about often, because it's happened at my old job, it's happened already just week one or week two at my current job where certain black people have been sat somewhere and then called the manager and been like, this is racist that you would seat me here, like seat me over there where they are, you know? And it's just like, oh ma'am, I'm sorry. That's, I, I promise you that this is our seating arrangement. Like this, you just happen to be the person that came in at this time and we try to fill these seats first. I promise it wasn't, but seat me over there, please. Right. And I've, and I've seen a lot of people throw out the term microaggressions a lot and just say, you know, people are being racist towards me. Right. And I'm certain sometimes it's true and sometimes it's not. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, sometimes I would just kind of be harder on black people and be like, yo, just like, relax, Mm -hmm. like, relax, like stop calling everyone racist. And I, I believe in that too. Mm -hmm. But there's also like a, especially when they're older black people, Mm -hmm. because this usually doesn't come from super young people, Mm -hmm. but when they're older, I have a little bit more grace now, because I'm like, yeah. Like my dad moved in a building at one point and had a cross burned in his front yard. Like you don't just forget or just immediately forgive all the time, right? So. You just don't know what people have been through, where they came from, what they learned, and how that has psychologically wrought yeah. them into the, who they I, are. I've thought numerous times about just being a black person that grew up in the South, like in the 1930s or 40s. Shit. You're probably looking over your shoulder at all times. Yeah. Because anything could happen and you know that no one's going to do anything about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like That's a different kind of life. A yeah. different kind of life. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely, it definitely walks so we can run. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think if I had to say for myself, um, the thing that I feel like has been the largest that I have changed my mind about recently is I felt like, so I just told you I haven't read a book in a long time. Mm-hmm. But now I, I got a, I got a few I'm, you know, interested to get into. One in particular um, about people drinking alcohol from as long as alcohol was a thing and, <laughs> and why. And some people think that it's really a defect. And there's a lot of evidence that clearly states that it's a lot of how we've built civilization through allowing our minds to sort of wander in sort of drunk states sometimes, which is interesting. So it's, it's going to be interesting to read that book. Um, but I used to think that I had a better metric for deeming value 
uh, inactivities for for human beings. Mm -hmm. Like so, it would be it would have been much easier for me to say to people earlier on, like, "Oh, that's a waste of your time. Like, why are you doing that?" <laughs> and I I don't have that confidence that I used Who to. Who are you to say? What is a waste of someone else's time? Yeah, but you know, <laughs> but in a serious sense, like when you start to think about it, I believe in being able to look at things in ways that other people may not look at them, right? We all look at things differently. So what you can be inspired by or what you can absorb data from or something like that could be very different than someone else. And like we were talking about playing video games outside. Like, or listening to music is, is another one, is a good one. There was a point in time I had a friend who he told me he felt like listening to music was a waste of time. He was very intellectual <clears throat> at this point. He has since taken that back, but, you know, he was listening. Is he to no it. longer intellectual? No, he is. He just, he <laughs> was just like, that was one of those things I can't believe that I said. Like, mm -hmm. for me at that point in time, for him, it was just like informational podcasts, NPR. Like, he just wanted a lot of. It's just smart data coming mm -hmm. through, mm -hmm. right? Books, a lot of books. And he was like, why would you listen to music? Why do you want to just like listen to the same songs that you like over and over? Like, why wouldn't you just like try to get a book or a new podcast or a new something, you know? Well, who says it's the same songs over and over? There's Most people do listen. Most people are not listening to new music. Well, yeah, okay. Like no, you're right. Day. You're right. You're right. Most people you're are going right. through their playlists of the albums that they already have downloaded. They're not just searching for new Stuff. I did find a new band. I didn't find it. Someone presented it to me. I'm interested. I think it's so crazy to just not even, I think it's a really simple idea that just music is a feel good type of deal. Yeah. I don't think that that's hard to, to conceive into well, your mind. Yeah. And, and so that's the thing. It's where do your values lie? Mm -hmm. Right. Because maybe to you, you just want to learn a whole lot of new information. Mm -hmm. Right. And so in that Maybe listening to the Drake album is not going to do shit for you, right? Especially if that's not how you gain new perspectives and so like that's not going to be for you. You're going to need a new New York's bestseller, mm -hmm. right? Maybe that's what you need. Um, but since I stopped reading as many books as I was reading, because the past like three years, I was reading a lot of books, mm -hmm. a lot of books. Yeah. And I was thinking about a lot of things. <laughs> uh, and I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg on this one. I don't know if it was because I was thinking so hard and I was searching for a lot of things that I was like trying to find them in books. Mm -hmm. Or I was reading so many books that so many fucking ideas were coming to me and I was thinking so heavily on them. I, I, do, I don't quite know. Right. Um, but since I've stopped... Coincidentally, I said this to a friend the other day, too, when they were asking me like, why I haven't been reading books, is in a book, there was this idea that was brought to me about being able, like most people just see stones in running brooks in sermons in books. Okay. And, but they talked about how there are few that can see sermons in running brooks, right? And, and, uh, what was it? It was sermons and running brooks and books and stones or something like that. Is okay, so it's stones and running brooks and sermons and books. But some people can see books and running brooks and sermons and stones. Okay, right there, like uh, people like uh, there have been philosophers in the past. I want to just throw some fucking names out, like Thoreau, right? If you've heard, no, no? um, 
that have gone out into nature by themselves, nothing, and just observed and come back with pages and pages of beautifully written philosophy on life and poetry and things of that nature, right? And that's just the idea that there are things that are available for us to absorb from constantly, but we're usually not paying attention or thinking about those types of things, right? We don't see them that way. Mm -hmm. You look at a rock as a rock. You don't think of it as a new opportunity to see something differently, yeah. right? Like if you want that, you go to a book or you go to a movie or you go to whatever that thing is. But that those things are constantly around us. We just don't tap into it. That's right. that idea. Right. And that idea for me has only been strengthened since I stopped reading as many books. I'm inspired by all sorts of shit around me all of the time, mm -hmm. all the time. Um, so, so my metric for stating what is a waste of time or not a waste of time has certainly like, opened up a lot. It was definitely much more clouded before narrow, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Playing video games. Like people have been very befuddled about me playing video games. It's just like, like, why are you playing? Like, like, what are you doing? Like, why? Like, what are you getting out of sitting down and playing video games? And now I'm like, I'm hearing my old self kind of like speaking. Uh, coming full circle. Yeah. Even though I've played video games since I was, you know, whatever. But, but there was some tinge of that. Like, what are you really getting out of sitting and playing a video game? But it is a feel thing. Some is a lot of problem solving. Right. That yeah. you don't that you don't look at it yeah. that way, but oh, it's just sure. like highly stimulating and engaging constantly. For sure. Right. A lot of it is just like fun. It's just fun. Just feeling good. Yeah. Sometimes is that I think yeah. comedy is that it's a little escape. Dude, when I went to the comedy show, I felt like one, both comics that were up there kind of stated this and then went straight into the funny. That people really go out, and I think comedy is getting huge right now because so many people are like sad. Mm. Like there's so much sadness in the world, oh, yeah. And we're we can all the sadness is so easily accessible. Mm -hmm. That's like, bro, can I just laugh? Like, <laughs> yo, so, please, yeah. please. Like, the reason I found the Kill Tony show is because Von Marie and I were coming home from working at our last job, just feeling fucking like drained and over that shit mm -hmm. it was just like yo we gotta find like can we like find some comedy so we started watching stand up and then we found this like stand up show mm -hmm. and we would just come home and just play that shit <laughs> and just sit and laugh and uh cause it's crazy out there like I don't know much about what's going on but every time I hear I just I see sometimes I'll, like when I do click on X, not Twitter anymore, X <laughs> to go look at podcast recommendations, the posting ghost. Uh -huh. Like I'll just see a few things and be like, oh, shit, it's getting crazy out there. <laughs> and I close it out. And then I'll speak to some people and maybe it'll be my dad telling me that weeks ago there's just been people walking around in D.C. just shooting people. Right. Like there was just walking up like dude just out of nowhere shot five people or Duty and RJ will tell me about the guy that was caught that was going to go to a church who was like in the church in like Warrington or some shit or Haymarket nearby and was about to air that place out. Mm, I ain't hear about that. But they caught him in time because there were people that were following him online that I guess reported him in his tweets and were like, yo, y'all should probably like 
keep an eye on this guy. And they found him in time to not shoot up a church. Mm. And, yeah. And there's just like things going. And then you have the, the fucking the war that's breaking out yeah. in Israel, Palestine. Yeah. Right. Like. And there's just and Russia, Ukraine ain't stopped as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Right. You have the presidency, like the campaigns coming up, Trump coming back into the fold. Right. <sighs> Like there's just, there's just so you have aliens and UFO talk going on. There's so much happening in the world. Mikey is single-handedly keeping that alive. Oh, the UFO talk? Yes. (laughs) Single-handedly. And so I, I think that the feel good, right? The, the artist I told you I was presented with from a friend the other day called Camp. It's like a little folk band. Love this shit. I would have never thought I would have been listening to this when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Folk band. Seems like four white dudes. Kind of like the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not country, but it's folk. Okay. So they're using like similar yeah, banjos, you know, banjos and, and shit like that. And they're telling stories and they have like great kind of like old sultry voices telling mm-hmm. the stories like gravelly sort of. Mm-hmm. And I love that shit because it's wholesome. They're talking about like real shit. And one of the songs is like stay away blues or something like that. And he's just talking about the things that he does to stay away from the blues. Like I get high because I want to. Mm-hmm. I get low every day, you know, but I got to do something to stay away from the blues, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know what people's ways are. There's lots of, lots of ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you do whatever it is you got to do, you know, to feel I, as long as you're not hurting anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think that's a waste of time <laughs> at all anymore. So it's, that's been an interesting thing. Have you thought about your answer? Yes. It, all right. <laughs> um, I think it, it, it's the very first thing that came to my mind, and it's easily the most polarizing thing in my life right now mm. is parenting. Okay. A lot of, I've, I've had a lot of different thoughts about parenting, parenting styles, things like that. Um, I've been away for a while. For those that don't know, um, <laughs> Jacory uh, lives with me now. Right. Um, and you know, those years that he wasn't living with me, um, you know, I'd, I'd see a lot of the things that like, a lot of the parenting things that his mom would do mm-hmm. and not to take anything away from her. You know what I'm saying? Because parenting is tough. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're, you know, you're on your own and things like that. Uh, but I would see certain things and I just like know that I could do it in a better way. You know what I'm saying? A better style, shit like that. And I still think that about certain things, but now that I do have him here full time, this shit is stressful. <laughs> It's stressful. I love nothing more than gaining perspective. This is great. All right. So tell me. It's stressful. So, so tell me. <laughs> all right. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think this is stressful? Like what's what's numero uno? Um, School. Okay. School. Like easily. helping him? Well, it's probably a mixture of school and just him being a teenager. Okay. As far as school goes. So they have this thing now, and I was talking to Antoinette about this the other day. I was like, man, our parents would love this. You know, they have this thing. It's called Canvas. Um, it's just, a, you know, a lot. it's where they do a lot of their work. You can see their, their grades, like, <coughs> excuse yeah. me, up to, the, up to the day, the minute, you know what I'm saying, the hour. As soon as something gets graded, I get an email. 
this assignment was graded. Mm-hmm. And I could just go in there, look at his grades. Dang. Sometimes I'm happy about the grades. Sometimes I'm not. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, at this point, like, I can't not say something if I don't see something I like. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I have to say something. Right. So I find myself constantly just getting on him. Not, you know, extremely heavily. Yeah. Or, or, that sounded dumb. Not too heavily, mm-hmm. but to a point where I'm trying to make sure that he understands the importance of this. I feel like he's developed a lot of habits um, that aren't great for the school environment. You know, um, I've received some reports from his teachers that, you know, some, some people have used the word lethargic, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I'm just trying to get him to understand, like, look, I'm not saying you have to go to school every day and just raise your hand for every single question. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, Somebody go throw some gum at you. You, you do that shit. <laughs> throw a fucking pencil at the back of your head. For sure. Um, <laughs> fucking nerd. <laughs> but I'm trying to get him to understand, like, you need to go in there and just act like that. Act like this is where you want to be mm. a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I, it's school. Like, everyone's going to treat uh, it a little differently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you can't go in there with the attitude of, I'm here, so what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's he that's what he's doing all the time because a lot of his other teachers have great things to say about him. But the, he's got two classes where the teachers have some concerns and they're both the classes that he has the lowest grades in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to instill some 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 extra values in him that I don't feel like he was quite getting, mm-hmm. you know, where he was at. Mm-hmm. And that's not all on his mother. I think that has a lot to do with the school systems. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? For sure. Um, it definitely does. So I it's it's really tough to try to change his perspective. Of things. Yeah, trying to get someone to care about something that you feel like would be good for them and they can't see it, it's it's tough. And, you know, he's... Especially if they're not making it appealing to him when he's there. Whatever his learning style is, mm -hmm. whatever he likes, like, they're not, you know, necessarily catering to that. And then the question is, to what degree can they cater to that as they have a finite amount of time to speak to these 20 children sitting Mm -hmm. in front of them? Like, how much one-on-one time can we get? Mm -hmm. You know, does he need a tutor? Do you think? So, oh, uh, yeah. Well, I've already. Um, he starts an after-school program next week. Okay. Um, where you know, it's not even about like tutoring. Um, and like they have a little time to do, you know, do homework and stuff. But what it's what's it what it's about is like just instilling confidence in students to be able to tackle objectives in school or out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? having the confidence to just take on something and, and, you know, just be able to do it to the best of their ability, yeah. things like that. Uh, Cause a lot of times, you know, when I'm looking at your I'm looking at homework every night, dog, mm. every night I'm looking at homework, you know, helping out last night, I'm helping him study for a history quiz till about seven thirty, eight o'clock. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But what, uh, what grade is he in right now? Eighth. Eighth grade. Yeah. You can do that. You still, yeah. you still good. Yeah. Um, there's gonna be a point it's just start getting tough. Yeah. <laughs> once once he hit about tenth grade, <laughs> and maybe even depending, but whenever he starts taking algebra, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to start pulling some stuff back <laughs> back to the forefront of your mind. Oh yeah. I mean, I've already had to. You know, we yeah. we in he's uh, learning about slopes and oh. shit like that. You know, what I'm saying using a lot of graphs, Yo, and yeah. I'm just like, damn, that slope. y equals mx plus b. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. It's just 
it's 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 wild, man. Just watching him grow up, and you know he's a teenager now, full on teenager. Hormones flowing, all of it. I often wonder, like, what do I have to do to make this kid look like he's enjoying something? Dude, I <laughs> was I was thinking about this the other day. I was on the stairmaster, and I was thinking about how horribly I did in school, but I also. I was listening to the Kendrick album, which is funny when this was happening, because I was thinking about how long I feel like I've been a reasonable person. Because I work around some some younger people now and I'm just like seeing just how in the wind they are. Like they just say a bunch of words mm-hmm. and like they just it's mm-hmm. it's so funny being like looking at young people now. It's like y'all just say sort of whatever to just break silence. Like y'all just talk about whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. Like and I was trying to look back because I didn't want to be the person that looks back and be like, oh, I've always been like this. Like, you know, because to a certain degree, you were a fucking annoying little kid, too, at yeah. some point. Yeah. But I, th- I truly do believe that a lot of the reason why I got my ass whooped so much <laughs> was, and didn't do well in school was a, a few different reasons. One, I don't think it was necessarily a lot of the things weren't appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Com- composition, English was always appealing to me. Um, but I don't think I was ex- like things were explained to me, like why this sort of stuff matters, you know, and it's and it's not a you're going to want to get into college and get a really good job and be secure type of deal. Like, I don't, I don't even know if that would have necessarily worked on me, but just the understanding of knowledge and perspective and perception and linking that with something that I already love, Mm -hmm. which is like, if you had paid more attention to who I was as a kid, dad, right? No, (laughs) (laughs) He was making money. He, he didn't have the time to really be there and like be trying to have a lot of these discussions with yeah. me. Right? He just had just enough time to whoop my ass and go to sleep. Shut the <laughs> fuck up, Tom. Right. He had, for him, he needed the grilled cheese sandwich. He needed to come home. He needed to eat the food that my grandma laid out for him. And he needed to deal with whatever the problem was that day. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be the quickest way. He didn't have, whatever. Anyway, so... <laughs> gaining perspective because at a certain point in time I started loving reading and gaining knowledge right but I did that on my own after high school so it was like what was it about me that like wanted to do that thing what was it about communicating with people and gaining perspective like mm-hmm. I I like that but it was never really taught to me like what gaining perspective was mm-hmm. and like what that could allow a human being to do or be mm-hmm. and and how it could allow you to converse with people in, in a different way mm-hmm. right like that would have been things that i would have loved to have known when i was young because i always loved talking to people mm-hmm. but that was never explained to me so when you say like how do you just inject someone with the desire for initiative mm-hmm. You know, how do you do that? I think it's fucking tough. I think that's the job of a teacher, right? But I think that you have to pay close attention, like, who that student is. And I think that can be very hard to do when, again, you have a finite amount of time to teach these kids this subject and you have standardized learning. So they have to learn these things by this time and do well on this test. I don't got time, too much time to spend with you Mm -hmm. trying to figure out who you are and 
how I can get this information across from you and the most, you know, to you in the most efficient or effective manner. Like I'm sure t- teaching seems like it's a tough fucking job. I talked oh, to one the sure. other day right outside my building. She was walking her dog. She talks to me all the time. Shout out to Amy. And she says that um, she was just like, I've been teaching for a long time and this shit's getting ridiculous. Mm-hmm. She's like, these kids don't want to do a fucking thing. You can't fail them. You can only give them a 50. Like there's, there's just, they don't seem like. They don't they even give homework anymore. Oh. Yeah. Oh, barely, they barely do homework now. Oh, well, see, that's another. See, so there's no even like practice. On like the they, do, they do a lot of their work in school. But they bear like they don't they don't well, they're not giving out homework like well, they used to give well, us. Well, we did that, too. But there's again. Th- so what matters is this finite amount of time we're talking about. Like, so what's no, he, listen, so he's in eighth grade. So what does he have? Seven classes or four classes? Seven. Uh, seven classes a day. Yeah. So what? How many hours? That's 45 minute class. What is that? Oh, like, shit, I, I don't know. Something like that is like because if you're having four to an hour and a half classes. So he's probably having like a 45 minute to an hour class. I don't know. I'm terrible at math, but it's probably something like that. If you have to give the lesson, you have to do the work all in that same amount of time. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you don't have any homework, you have to just hope that in that time where you gave that lesson and y'all did that work, that that student is, is grasping that information because they're not doing it at home. They don't have a ton of homework to do. We had so much homework, nigga. Oh, yeah. We had so much homework. I wasn't doing all of it, but we had it. Oh, yeah. Right? So if you're not doing that at home, then then you go to school the next day, and now y'all on lesson 1.2, you're going on to the next thing. So if like, Like, so. I went to his back to school night. His science teacher literally told me, yeah, I don't give homework. He was like. We we do we have a we have enough time in class to do our work. He was like, if your kid comes home with homework, he was probably slacking off in class. He was like, I give them plenty of time to get their work done. Anything that they don't finish, they have to take home. This is why places in like Asian countries do far better than us on this scale <laughs> because a lot of places they go to school for longer. Really? Like longer in the year. Oh, okay. Like their summers are only like a month long or something mm. like that and they get right back to school mm-hmm. and they're doing homework and all of that shit. Like they take it very seriously. Yeah, like homework is not and Antoinette brought up a really good point. And not to say that this is the reason, but it could be a good reason. She was saying that, you know, homework relies on more than just the knowledge of the student homework or getting it done relies on the environment at home. Is, is there a parent around that gives a shit enough to sit down with you and be able to just maybe look over a couple things, mm-hmm. help you out is what's, you know, what's going on at home. Is it a, is there a bunch of yelling and screaming all the time? Is there a quiet place for, uh, you know, a an eleven year old to sit down and have the capacity to not be disturbed and actually get this shit done. Yeah, but you know? the, but that's one that's an argument that's made for the exception, not the rule. Like you you want to you want for people to get. That's just like saying, yeah, why even bring them into school? There've been a lot of school shootings this year. Like we shouldn't bring them into school. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like you. I, I get that it's going to be difficult for some kids to do homework because it's not all, like their life doesn't always lend a hand to them doing homework mm-hmm. at home. Right. But that doesn't mean that we 
scrap the idea of homework. Well, yeah, for I'm not. Students. That's why I said I was like, I don't know that. I'm, I'm not saying that that was the reason, but I know that that particular situation probably affects a lot of students. I'm certain it affects it affects some students for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm certain there are some people where they're fucking their dad's coming home drunk and he's throwing lamps around the fucking place and shit like <laughs> Not that. Not lamps, you know what I mean? Just, just throwing shit not around. Not the like, lamps, but but hopefully that's not the majority of people, like, you know. And I don't know what parents are there or whatever, but we were in school and we were coming home and doing homework, mm-hmm. and not we didn't all have. Everybody's parents weren't sitting there doing it with them. You learn that shit at school. You ask questions. Mm-hmm. You had study guides. You had books. Mm-hmm. And you came home and you tried to put that shit together. And you doing that, I would believe, is is not more so about getting one hundred on that piece of homework. It's about coming home and trying to like rack your brain on how to do this. Maybe without someone around. Right. Like, how can I use the resources, this study guide she gave me, the notes that I took in this big ass textbook? How can I take and put together all of these things to figure out answer number five? Mm-hmm. Like, how can I how can I do that? And I think a lot of that is the processes to like thinking and being resourceful yourself. Like yesterday. And this is me trying to, to change his way of thinking. So yesterday, um. I got a notification that he got a zero out of 20 on an assignment in science. And, you know, it was disappointing to me because I'm looking at all his assignments he's had in science and he's getting great grades. However, he's got this zero that's just taking his grade down like six or seven points because it's a straight up zero. So I get home and I'm just like, Ja'Cory, why didn't this assignment get done? And he was like saying something like, you know, he needed help with it. Uh, He didn't quite get that help immediately from the teacher and he just kind of forgot about the assignment. And I'm just like, well, are you writing your assignments down in your agenda? That's where you should and ain't shit written written in that agenda. agenda. Yeah, ain't a damn thing written in that agenda. So I've, I've already implemented a rule that you need to write something in this agenda every day. Even if you don't have homework, you need to write about what happened in class, something. You better write a thought down. Yeah, you need to write something down in here. This isn't just for you to go to the fucking bathroom. Like, oh, right, right. Oh, agendas. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Good old days. And so I told, you know, I, you know, and I, in Canvas makes it easy to keep in touch with teachers. You can email them. You know what I'm saying? And most of his teachers get back to me pretty promptly. Um, so I'm just like, Ja'Cory, you need to do this assignment now. He had a history quiz today. This was yesterday. I'm talking about he had a history quiz today. He was like, I thought you wanted me to study for my quiz. And I stopped him. And I said, See, that's where you messed up already (laughs) because you the fact that you just said, I thought you wanted me to study for your quiz. That's where your mind is 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 wrong right now. You need to want to study for your quiz. I'm not telling you to study for your quiz because it's making it's doing something for me. Yeah. You need to want to study for your quiz so that you can get a good grade. Yeah. Like that's not how that's not how you approach things. And I'm I'm trying to get him out of that way of like, you know what I'm saying? You think we was putting a gun to his head, forcing him to go to school against his will. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's tough, man. 
It's tough, especially when you're a young kid, all your hormones flowing. Yeah, I mean, knows what's going on through that boy's mind. You know, he gets, and he, you know, he he's a teenager. He gets a little snippy. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not full fledged on talking back. You know what I'm saying? But you know, he'll he'll say a couple things out the side of his neck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I be man, I I find myself having to like check him more than I want to. Yeah, but I guess this is. Just that fucking stage in life. So, so this is this is your thing that parenting is just not like full on. Yeah, parenting is just not as easy. I'm think I'm thinking of parenting from the perspective of someone that doesn't didn't have a kid mm-hmm. full time. Yeah, and now that I do, I understand that this is <laughs> the the situation is a lot thicker <laughs> than I thought. It's a lot thicker than I thought. <laughs> The plot has thickened. <laughs> <laughs> the situation is much thicker than I thought. You fucking right. Raising a little boy. Yeah. Man, I've talked about my reasons for like not wanting to have children on here. Probably ad nauseum. I love that. Uh, just to exhaustion mm-hmm. uh, on here. And so <clears throat> if I haven't laid out the reasons, do you I'll lay them out really, really fast? Okay. Um, I think that having a child is probably one of the most beautiful things that a human being could possibly do, Mm -hmm. right? I think that it's probably one of the most transformative things that a human being could possibly do. It's probably the deepest relationship you could have with a human being Mm -hmm. if you choose to interact and engage with them and pay attention with them from the moment that they take their first first breath to the moment that you die, right? Like, That'll be the longest in the most deep you'll ever know a human, Mm -hmm. right? Beautiful stuff. Or they die. Or they die. Yeah, right. That happens. Um, But all of that, for me, doesn't weigh more than the other. Mm -hmm. And so the other for me is like, the the ideas to do it always fall short of why I feel not to. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really like from and this could be another feel thing, and I'm looking at it too logically. Mm-hmm. We're like, I want to have a baby because they're cute. Terrible reason, right? You yeah. you and I have to agree that that's yes. a terrible reason. Um, so I've heard people say because I want to give I want to give my child like a good life. You know, you don't have to give someone a life that isn't here, you know. Yeah. Like you can just leave them alone. Like you don't you never have to bring them here right. and then give them a good you don't have right. to, you don't have to do that. Right. Right. So that seems to fall short, logically speaking to me. The next one being because it's the most transformative thing you'll ever go through. And so all that shit that I just said, it's the most transformative thing you ever go through. You'll never be the same again. It'll open you up to so many things that you couldn't have seen before, felt before. I hear mm-hmm. about it opening people like we were talking to Brad and he said it opens his capacity for love mm-hmm. and all that. Right. I agree. I bet all those things too. I agree with that. That just still falls short for me because that means that I'm saying I would like to bring a new life onto this planet so that I can transform into a better version of myself 
and possibly have the best relationship with someone or the deepest relationship with someone that I'll ever have. Mm -hmm. That also falls short for me because it seems a little too selfish. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Then, you know. Then I just get to this place of thinking about like what life is and how scared people are, especially in this day and age with all this shit going on and all this access to all this fucking information and how fickle things are. And I think about the moral implications to bringing a child into the world, not knowing what this world is going to be for them. And I, and saying I think about that, and I'm just like, they could come here and they could love life, and you could hopefully learn how to teach them to appreciate things and and be nice to people and have gratitude for every breath that they have here. And they could come here and, like you say, it could be very fucking difficult, and they could be like, yo, nigga, fuck what you talking about. I hate this shit. Why did you bring me here? <laughs> like this shit is not. I, I don't like being on this planet, which yeah. is a lot of people feel like that. Like they're just kind of like, eh, this shit is alright, I guess. Yeah. Twitter's cool. TikTok is cool. Mm-hmm. Pizzas are cool. Pizzas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like whatever they fucking watch on TV, like that's cool. But like, yeah, fuck, pe- fuck other people. Uh-huh. And eh, blah, pretty much. And I would hate to bring some people into this world for a war that breaks out in like two years. Right or five years or some shit like that. It's just like I I wanted I wanted I I thought a baby was cute. I wanted to have a baby. I didn't know this was gonna happen. Now, what's about? I mean, you can't you can't you clearly can't just base all your future decisions based on any possible catastrophes that could happen. Like I I completely understand (laughs) that. But I'm just saying when I think about the the gravitas of bringing a life into the, the the world. These are the things that I think about like when I think about it. Like, do I know where life is going to be for us in a couple years? Like, do, I don't. Mm-hmm. Like, do I feel okay just bringing a life here and being like, hey, I hope it's all right. I hope life is all right for you. I'm going to try my best, but I really hope that you have a, a decent go at this. Mm-hmm. It's going to suck for you if it doesn't, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, you know, it's just, it's a... It's a little, it's a little weird for me, but I also understand just people having children. Clearly, yeah, like I get it. I mean, it certainly wasn't planned for me. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, then there's just the overwhelming amount of people that it's not planned. You just, right. you're having a child, and, right? You know, yeah. I mean, shit. You think you think I never thought about man? What if I didn't have a kid? Like what? Oh, I've, would I, I, yeah, I've yeah. thought about that plenty of times. Yeah, you know, but that's but that's not that's not reality. Yeah, that's not reality. <laughs> so you know. I do what I can to provide the best life that I can for, for him. Mm. And, you know, he don't live a bad life. He's, he is good. Yeah. He is great. Yeah. Um, and I love that for him. Um, just trying to teach him some things that he needs to understand as he grows into a young adult, mm. which is going to be here very soon. Yeah, I think that we wouldn't be here if my dad could go back. Actually, I'm pretty certain he told me that. <laughs> I'm almost certain he told me that before. He was just like, oh, yeah, like, uh-uh. <laughs> and my grandma said that, so none of us would be here. 
<laughs> like everyone's just like, nah, I'd have took, I'd have took that shit back. I'd have, <laughs> have took that shit back. Yeah. Which is fucking hilarious for us to like have a discussion over Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> be like, I, I swear, if I could go back, yo, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> I wouldn't be here. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> like, I get it. That is tough. It's a lot of things. My my father, when we get into our deepest of talks, you know, he'll express some regret that he has about some of the ways in which. You know, he parented mm-hmm. or, you know, like my eldest brother not being around us. And I felt like maybe he could have done something different or fall mm-hmm. harder. Or something. He like, had some regrets about that. He just felt like we all should have been together, like the three, the three boys. Well, see, now he shouldn't. I don't think he should be so hard on him, on on himself about something like that. I, I know, mean, but when you like parent, kids, kids grow up and, and, and do what they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? I know, but that's the thing is like, like you could because you're going to as a parent, you're going to think what what did I do? Like what was what was I a part of? Because yes, they're going to be their own human and make their own decisions and take their own path, but to what degree did I influence this path that they're on? Like I mean, they're, they're he, on a path. He probably influenced him to be an entrepreneur. Oh, you talking about that one, that brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of, okay, we're talking about a different brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Got you. you. Know I mean? Okay. Yeah. Then I don't, I don't know nothing about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know nothing about that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I was thinking of a different brother. Yeah. And that's why I was a little confused. I'm just like, I mean, that nigga, he's all right. He doing, you know, <laughs> he doing, you know. There's doing, so... Sometimes there, when I hear stories uh, from extremely successful people in whatever realm they go be successful in, a lot of the times their stories are one of broken homes or feeling bad about themselves, feeling like they have a chip on their shoulder and that they need to prove themselves to someone Mm -hmm. or something. And they're usually not too happy with not succeeding at an extremely high level mm-hmm. when it comes to whatever that is. Um, and so how would you feel as a, as a parent if your son had a lot of money and was very successful, but they clearly, to your eyes, harbored a lot of hurt and a lot of turmoil inside, a lot of trepidation? If you will, is it towards me or is it just in general? That's that's kind of thing. It seems it's, it would seem not towards you. It would seem kind of in general, like a general sense, a general blanket. I mean, that would that would make me sad. Would I, you at all think about how what role in that you may or may not have played? Because I'm not saying that's your fault. I'm not saying it's not your fault. But there has to be some little tinge yeah, I mean, in that here and there. Yeah, I, I, I could probably, I would probably dip into that, to that, to those thoughts. And that's the thing. And if you're like a deep thinker, you might catch yourself sitting around thinking, like, oh, what yeah, did I, I overthink with the best of them? And so you might think, like, what did you might start thinking about certain moments that you shared with the son at a certain point in time, and you start giving certain gravitas to it and thinking, man, maybe this was a really pivotal moment. And I didn't really realize it at the moment because I was too busy doing X, Y, and Z and I didn't pay enough attention. And then that kicked off that thing. And then from that moment, they were hanging out with these people, they were doing this mm-hmm. and now they're on that path, mm-hmm. right? And you just don't really know to what degree to be hard on yourself, mm-hmm. what degree to 
forgive your well, you should probably always forgive yourself. And mm-hmm. you gotta forgive yourself at some point. But yeah, I imagine that being a, a tough road. I honestly For some. I um I find myself going through periods of trying to forgive myself a lot mm-hmm. for, you know, allowing Jacory to move away with his mom. Mm-hmm. I think about that shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Just the time that I've lost personally. You know what I'm saying? I think about that shit all the time. Yeah. And just, you know, and I guess I think I also think about just certain aspects of his childhood um, that I'm just like, hmm, I wonder if that could have been different if I was more in the picture. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe I didn't fight hard enough, you know? that's Those are the thoughts I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, like, but you, but it's, the thing is, is that you'll, this is, I think, on a grand scale, a lot of people's issues with just having anxiety in life in general is you're asking a bunch of questions to which you'll never get the answers to. Mm. And so I think in those moments, forgiveness is probably the toughest thing for people to do for themselves. People forgive other people much quicker than they forgive themselves for Mm -hmm. some shit. Um, Spilled milk. You know, so one liner, man, back. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's just like, (laughs) but I I think that that's really the case. And so (laughs) at some point in time, you have to just like, I think this was a lot of me letting the books go Mm -hmm. is like, just laying your arms down. Like you, I'm done fighting. Like I'm done. Like we, you ha- at some point you just got to forgive. Mm-hmm. Cause like trying to go down all those paths and try to figure out what could have been, what should have been mm-hmm. if I would have who you never going to figure that out. Yeah. You just going to be racking your brain anxious forever. I don't like, got no time machine, man. At some point <laughs> you have to like say those words and really believe those words. Like, yeah. no, that shit is in the past. It happened. I was who I was and what happened happened. We here now let's lock in. Yeah. And that's, that's where I'm trying to get to is like, right. you've got a great opportunity to make up for the time that was lost. Do what you can with this time. That's a fact. That's all I can fucking do. That's that. That's it. <laughs> For all of us. That's it. That's all I that's all I can do right now is enjoy the present. Bro, and it's a fucking blessing, man. You know, I've changed my answer when people ask me how I'm doing. I I usually only say grateful now. Grateful. Because one, it's true. And two, it reminds me I better be. I fucking better be. There's just too much shit going on on this planet. Mm-hmm. There's just, there's just too much, bro. There's too much wild shit going mm-hmm. on this planet. And I'll be thinking about like what my problem of the day is. <laughs> and then I just like, yeah, I got to relax. Like, yeah. it, it's all good. Yeah, It's all good. I got to make sure I go get my dry cleaning in. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I got to, I mean, I don't got to, but I'm about to just sit down with an old friend of mine. I've known 20 plus years and record a conversation for a few hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hang out with the loved one. She gets home, play a new video game. We got smoke a little weed, hang out. I had a nap earlier. Nice. That was nice. I want to have nap. I don't usually do that, but I felt it today. And I had, I did that after about an hour long stretch I had out there, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was, that's my, been my day so far. Nice. You know, like, Blessings. Yeah. Being healthy, such a blessing. Mm-hmm. Such a blessing. We just, we forget, bro. And every time you just get a little sick, you just go, no, 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 please give it back. <laughs> give me my health back. Anytime 
I bump my knee or my shin or my elbow into some shit, I'm just like, oh my God, health is all that matters. <laughs> there's all this, I just bump my knee, you know, so bump, you know, stub your toe yeah. on a corner, walking around the corner, and just like, stupid, why did, why am I cutting the corner so tight? <laughs> why, why the hell did I cutting cut that the corner so tight? That's so stupid. Just walk around the corner. Why am I moving so fast? Yeah. Just like, relax, Earl. And you just think, like, God, I'm like, this hurts so much. Yeah. I, I, it, it's all that matters. Mm -hmm. All that matters is the health. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness gracious. And like to have that. How's, how's your dental health? It's good. I, did I tell you? Oh yeah. I told you I went to the dentist the other day. Is that why you're asking? Oh no. No. I, oh, I, that's so the, funny. In the chat, I put a picture of myself at the dentist. Oh, and I, I said, see that. And I was asking about everyone else going oh, to the dentist. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I completely missed that one. I went like three weeks ago, maybe. Okay. Three weeks ago, I think, yeah, it was, because I had used insurance on the last place before they cut that off. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, it was like three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, three weeks ago. Yeah, they said everything was good. I just had to get a couple um, couple fillings. Yeah. Yeah, but it was, it was good. What's your snack of choice? What's, what's degrading your teeth? Uh, my... Something's degrading your teeth that you got to get fillings. Um... Well, one, they were very, very tiny. They were okay. very, very small ones. Um, I recently stopped adding sugar to things. Okay. So I think that that's what it was. Like, I'm. I, I, you mean like white sugar? Like, what do you. Uh, usually like brown. I mean, what do you put? What do you put in? Coffee, like, uh, or. Um. That's a, that's a great question. Uh, when I was going to Starbucks, like getting pumps of vanilla in there. Oh, okay. Just like, yeah. You just drinking your coffee black now? Juices, like orange juice, mm -hmm. things like that, like I don't do. Okay. Um, like anything with added sugars, I try to stay away from. Gotcha. Because there's so much sugar just put into so much shit. Mm -hmm. Like you really don't need added sugar to things. Right. So, uh, yeah, just sugars. My snacks now are like... Rice cakes with uh, peanut butter over top of them with blueberries, and I'll throw a couple chocolate chips on there. So that's that's some. Um, my still my my uh, grapes rolled in peanut butter is still a, a favorite of mine. What about that PB and J? I haven't had a PB and J in uh, a couple years at this point, wow. probably. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I let that go. Wow. It's been a couple of years. Nice. Since I've had a peanut not butter. me. That was my favorite. It's still my favorite. They're so good. Oh, good PB&J. And I used to, oh, they're so good. I used to stack them up. Because making one, again, we've had this discussion. Oh, yeah, it's no, stupid. you got to have two, at least. You got to have two. But them days when you get high and eat four? <laughs> oh. I ain't never done that. You've never I had never four, had four, four peanut butter? No. Oh, my goodness. No. Yeah, I eat two, and I'm just like, oh, that was stupid. And I go back, and I make another two. And get another glass of milk. <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> Goodness gracious, they're so good. Ha have one tonight on me. But it's just like peanut butter. Like, I stopped getting peanut butter with all the added sugar in it. Mm -hmm. Like, all the jiff and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't do that. I get, like, get organic. Yeah, I get the organic, yeah. like, creamy peanut butter. With the oil to sit on the top That's and That's right. Yeah. It's just peanut butter and water <laughs> and salt or some <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. But I just cut, I cut all that out. It's so much sugar. Yeah. It'd be like fucking 
it's a wild amount of sugar that's added into that stuff. And you don't yeah. think about it. Yeah. I mean, we don't keep a lot of, um, I mean, I, I still be cranking out the PB and J's, but we don't keep any juice or soda or nothing like that in the crib. Now juice. I make myself. Yeah. So I make, we're, we're think, that's the thing about getting a juicer. Oh yeah, definitely do it for, for sweet things. I will add carrot and apple. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'll get like all of my sugar from. Cause mm-hmm. apples are very sweet, especially honey crisp apples, which mm-hmm. is what I use. Cause they're the best apples known to man. Okay. Um, but then it's like, so it's carrots, apple, ginger, lemon, kale. And I think, I think that's it. Lemon, carrots, apple, ginger, kale, lemon. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's about it. Cool. Yeah. So I'll just make that juice and I'll just make it in like two big ass tubs. Okay. So we'll just have that for like the week. Cool. Yeah. So that's what I do for sugars. I try to just keep it for fruits. I try to keep fruits and like a little bit of chocolate. Gotcha. For sugar. I try not to do too much. Like I used yeah. to just going ex- airhead extremes and nerds. and Yeah. Oh, I, d- I don't eat a lot of candy. Well, yeah. right now I am because Antoinette keeps a lot of candy in the crib mm. for Halloween. Halloween Jeez. spooky season. So like there's candy is just there just Y'all, looking at me. Oh, it's the holiday season. Your favorite time of year. Hell yeah. What's up? How you feeling? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm y'all good. Fi- I know, I know, y'all got some plans. It's only a couple weeks out. What y'all doing? Uh, well, you know what? Antoinette's come to this realization that she just don't really like mo- doing a lot, of, a lot of moving around for the holidays anymore. Okay. Um, we're both planning on just spending because you know me on Christmas. I, I go to my mom's house, visit my grandmother, might pop or, over to my parents. Yeah, house. I might go to your parents' house, yeah, yeah. like you know, whatever. But uh, this Christmas, I, we're just gonna stay at the crib. Okay. And, you know, for the for that day. I'll probably just like shoot out to Manassas maybe the day after or two days after. But Halloween, are you guys just gonna give out candy or something? Um, yeah. Okay. Well, well, I don't. I mean, we might. I think we want to do like try to go to like a haunted house or something. Oh, okay. Um, you're gonna dress but, up. You're gonna yeah. do like the. Yeah. What do you guys got going? Uh, I don't what know. Were you last year? Batman. Batman and she was. Uh, was she Ivy? What'd she do? Who was, was she? it? Was it a Batman character? I I think so. You sure it wasn't Ivy? How do you not know? There's how, only how like there's I only like know? there's only like Harley Quinn, Ivy. Who else is Batwoman or Catwoman? <laughs> like how many other women remember. are there in the Bat in in Gotham? I don't remember who she was. That's crazy. Wait, wait, no. Was she not? Um, or maybe I'm just coming up with this. Jack the Skeleton's wife. No, she was. I don't really remember to oh, be honest. That's so funny. Okay. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I just know you, I was you Batman. Batman. <laughs> I know I was Batman. I still got the costume. I'm certain that you do. Yeah, I mean, you don't throw that shit. Away. I know you're not throwing it away. Sometimes I think that you just you're a vigilante. And you just walk around the streets. In the Batman. <laughs> you just go out on the rooftop and look up, look up at the moon, <laughs> and look at it like it's the bat, the bat signal. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're we're definitely gonna dress up. Um, but yeah, I think we're, I, I'm still, she doesn't know what she wants to do for Thanksgiving. I'm going to probably go and spend time with my family. Um, cause she was talking about like, especially on Christmas, she was like on Christmas, like, I just want to like stay home, open my gifts and like, just watch TV and just like get takeout mm. and just relax. Y'all got a fireplace in there? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Enjoy. Oh, it's, it's one of, it's a top three thing for me in the house. Very nice. When we bought that house, I knew I wanted either a wood burning fireplace or a deck. Yeah, I didn't get the deck. I'm about to start the wood burning. I just need. To oh, hit. really? I, I mean, 
this season is what I'm saying. Oh, like, nigga. I mean, and, I've been, I've been, oh, you've been doing it. I've been burning wood since like August. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I think I'm about to start. I just want to make sure I don't burn the house down. So I just you need some tips. Yes. Yes. I will take that. Okay. Yes. Yes, I will never turn I wasn't, that down. I, I didn't think you were going to be so enthusiastic about yes, it. Yes, I will never turn that down. Yes, absolutely. As soon as we stop this, we can walk out there and talk about okay. whatever we need. What, how, how long have we been? Oh, yeah, we can, we can go ahead and cut this out right now. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything else that we absolutely need to discuss? Or, uh, thank you for coming, man. It's been yeah. nice having you back here. It's yeah, been crazy absolutely. that it's been so long. It has. It just, I don't know. I was talking to Mikey <laughs> Ramari about what the podcast used to be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Carl's always asking, man, like, when you going to do an OG pod? When is Keon coming through? You know? <laughs> I hope that other people feel that way, too. I hope that some people are going to listen to this like, oh, shit, Keon's here. Cool. Oh, yeah, I'm certain of it. But, <laughs> like, where it came from, our intent, it's funny when you look back at shit. Because mm-hmm. our intention going into having a podcast was like, let's have a podcast definitely like let's have discussion i think you are like the discussions we have someone will find them interesting mm-hmm. right but when it started it wasn't i think it started as just like kind of conversation between us and then it dipped into us like bringing in daily topics mm-hmm. or weekly topics that just went on throughout the world yeah. or in culture and whatever that mm-hmm. that week and then like in that phase it was mostly like one of us talking about whatever topic is we brought in that week. Mm-hmm. And then the other one listening for a long period of time mm-hmm. and kind of like chiming in with a few things yeah. every now and again. And then the other one doing it yeah. and then back and forth. Right. Yeah. Um, so we didn't really have like an intention, like a, why are we doing this aside yeah. from like, it would be fun to have a podcast. Yeah. Cause it, this wasn't, it wasn't a podcast that was about something specific. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. And even now it's like, it's specifically unspecific. Like just in the sense that I don't have any like real topics I bring here every time off the top of my head, but, but it is off the top of the head. Like I just have discussions with people because that's really what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy this so much more now than I did in the past mm-hmm. because I'm legitimately no agendas in my mind of like where the conversation is going to go or any of it, like just having conversation with people. And my love for that has grown because there were moments where I felt like, like that wasn't the case. Like there were a couple weeks where I probably didn't podcast. I wasn't speaking. New people weren't coming through and mm-hmm. me having conversations. And then I was at a place where I felt like, and in my particular position there, where I felt like I was having a lot of fake-ass conversation with people. (laughs) And so I, like, grew a new love for being able to just have the space Uh to do this. Because Uh it seemed, like, I I was taking it for granted to have a podcast. I was really taking it for granted. And, like, the fact that new people will come into my house and just have conversations because I have microphones and a light set up is crazy. (laughs) But, like, they'll do it for that reason. Yeah. Uh, and I took that for granted. So then I gained like a whole new love for it. Uh, and, and you know, what's interesting. I have a, I got a, a recommendation from someone, a suggestion from someone the other day. And it's funny when people suggest to you things about whatever your craft is, because right. some things maybe you need to, you definitely should give it a listen and see right. what it is they're talking about. And then other times it's going to be a hard no, which is what I said to this particular human who probably listened to this. Shout out to you, and you'll now be able to hear why 
I said it was a hard no for me. <laughs> so the the idea was he had a friend that went on a podcast and the, he showed me a clip of or he sent me a clip of these guys asking his friend like a do you like four 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 more or four Hills drives by J Cole right? So Jay Z or J you know J Cole. And they have like these flashcards where I guess, you know, they they ask you certain, you know, I, I don't know what people call them, but like hot, hot round questions or some okay. shit like that. You know what I mean? They just yeah, ask you yeah, questions. Yeah. And he was like, hey, man, I think you would do really well with bringing flashcards to the pod. Now, we did something like that before. We had those cards that Mikey gave us. Yeah, I think Miss Robin yeah, gave yeah. all of her children yeah. like these cards. They were like in like. Questions of intention, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. So we would come with those every week. And that was that was a fun thing. But now that my intention for a long time has been to have conversations with people, just in the way that I would normally have a conversation with someone for the most part, yeah. the idea of just like breaking out cards and flashcards doesn't really jive well <laughs> with that. Yeah. And so if my intention was to just have a podcast because having a podcast is cool or I just want to bring in cool topics or cool layers to the podcast because it's hot or it works, then that would be that. But because I have a real intent here and the intent is to just facilitate a space where I can get people to feel comfortable and express themselves and have conversations and just kick it and have a good time. Those sorts of suggestions don't really make it to the forefront of my yeah. mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Back in the day, I would have definitely taken that idea and been like, yeah, like matter of fact, like, yeah, maybe I should bring some flashcards in mm -hmm. here. You know, let's try that. Yeah. There was a lot more experimentation back then. Yeah. We were doing uh song lyric yeah. rev reviews <laughs> yeah. where it was mostly about the song lyrics that were most likely to get you locked up. Yeah. If the court, if the judge read them to the courts. Making playlists, playing word games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did a lot of, th yeah. Playing word games. Right. Yeah. Right. We had that word association yep. game where like I would say a word and you would think of the next word that like yeah. popped into your head. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of shit going on back then. <laughs> just trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Little did I know I just wanted to talk to people and connect. Yeah. And connect. <laughs> Crazy. But anyway, yeah, man, thank you. This, is, uh, this has been awesome. This has been a long time coming. Yeah. You I'm needed to come try back my here. best to make sure that it's not a, not a year. A year. Yeah. Before I'm back here. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. Let's get out here and go hang out with her see what she's up to. All right. All right. Peace, everybody. Thank you for listening. Peace. Peace.